Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body. And as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms, practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it. And some marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual because it takes energy to be spiritual. It takes energy meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions have had. And in this way we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we're not talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, your martial arts form. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And instead of energy going out into the earth, it goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a heart to hear. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. So the yoga that we just built, it, it works through uh, the thrusting channel in Tibetan. I mean, uh, in Chinese. Business called the Uma Channel, right in the center of the body. 
and we say that, well, I don't feel it, but you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it, because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You made a decision to do something. To complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical, the martial arts, into the mental and spiritual things, it's it's not a three-day wonder, you know. It's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. make this look good. This one right here. This is a big one right here. (laughs) 
without further ado, let me go ahead and get in here and bring in bring in my top shot to guest tonight, Dr. Aleem Bay. Peace, Lord. Your mic is open. Peace, peace. Can you hear me? You know I can hear you. That's a bionic man. I know you're worth about your weight in diamonds and gold. So, you know, you, you, you're probably tipping the scales around about 14 million right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want mine. I want my weight in diamonds and gold. That's how I want it. What about you? Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We definitely need hey, man, way. it is an honor to have you back in the building once again over here at Original Native Radio. But, you know, this is the hangout for Shindow Energy Arts, right? Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's what we're all about. Ooh. I guess we're going to have to introduce them some t- somewhere in the call to this uh, to Shindow a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and let them know that we ain't playing no games around here. Oh yeah, well shoot, um, Master Sonyata just um invited me up to his um March the twenty fourth lecture at the new um Life Expo up in New York. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> to... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh- <laughs> See, I was gonna get into that later, but you done already brought it up. That's one of the reasons I'm glad we're on here because we establishing lineages. A lot of lot of cats out here they they YouTube happy and they book happy, but they they, they got to get lineage happy. And so now yeah. you said that your grandmaster, our grandmaster, Senyata Saraswati, told you to come on up to New York on March the twenty fourth. What's he got going on? Cosmic Kundalini sciences going on. <laughs> that cosmic Kundalini. Now it's not just the regular Kundalini. It's the cosmic. <sighs> Now, I know you done done a lot of studying. I've seen parts of your library, your DVDs, but what makes Arlene Bay have enough humility to deal with a a grandmaster like Senyata Saraswati? Hey, because uh, he know things that I don't. He's been doing it. <laughs> He's been on the planet Earth, okay? So um, that's number one, <laughs> you know, is can't. When, when you know someone's been doing something that long, I mean that's a half of a of a, of a century, right? You know, right. I mean, take nothing from anyone. You you might just close your mouth, um, empty your cup, and um, allow for that to be filled up by um, someone who's going to give you something in which that you might just need later on. Mm, right, because he ain't, he ain't just been on the earth fifty years. He's been teaching fifty years. Teaching fifty years. Right. We ain't even talked about what he's been studying. We can't even put this. He said he's been doing Kriya Yoga since he was nine years old. He said he said in his household, if, if he didn't do the yoga, he didn't eat. Hey, well, uh, wasn't that um, Yogananda who was um, one of his first teachers? <laughs> Yogananda was, it was, um, it was, uh, it was, um, dang, you're going to make me bring out my book. A lot of people don't know in that in that story of autobiography of a yogi that Yogananda was nine, and there was another cat there who was, like, uh, four years older than him. He was, like, 13. That was Sanyata's teacher. 
Mm-hmm. And you're going to make me get up and go get my notebook and pull that out because I love to I love to make sure that we pay respects to the masters that came before us. You know what I'm saying? But that's the particular lineage that he is on. He's on the same lineage, which makes us on the same lineage as Yogananda because Yogananda was taught by Shri Yukteswar, and Shri Yukteswar was taught by Lahari Mishi, and then Lahari Mishi was taught by Babaji himself. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, hey, we're getting it all. That's That's what I'm saying. Fifty years from the ruler to the tutor. Hey, it's like I said, um, just be quiet. You know, all what you thought you knew, you don't know. You know, because knowledge is like the stars. Try to count them. It's like the grains of sand. Trying to count them. You know, so you just be. It's just. I mean, that's just humility. I mean, you just wake up every morning saying, "I don't know nothing," so that you can begin to start to know something. <laughs> I know a lot of people out here like, well, who are they talking about? Who are they talking about? I'm going to put it in the chat room. Is Sanyata Saraswati. That's S-U-N-Y-A-T-A. And all you got to do is hit Google and, 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 and fall back. You ain't got to do anything else. You can just fall back. Check out the video. Um, I have a, uh, on my page, relaxationisthekey.com. You can go over to uh, my master's interview, and I try to keep it short. I probably could write, like, three books, but I just wanted to keep it short so people would be able to, um, you know, just get the introduction. He just came on, uh, I think, two weeks ago with Mitchell Gibson and shut it down on um right here on original native radio so if y'all didn't um if y'all didn't get a chance to go over and check that out in the archives whew, good gracious yeah I that one was i was surprised on that one myself i just didn't pass out need cpr while i was doing that one right right <laughs> you told me you went back and heard uh listen to it what'd you think about it listen to it twice <laughs> Mike, that was a three-hour show, man. What you mean you listen to it twice? So it twice. I mean, <laughs> go to my page and you'll see why I put that joint up twice. <laughs> you know, because I mean, um, you know, when you when you hear um, brothers, you know, like that, you know, you know, brother Gibson say he's been doing it, you know, for twenty years. Um, you know, Grandmaster Sanyata, who's been doing it for fifty years, you just have to sit back and say, okay. This this is good information. This is these are individuals who have had masters who have sat under someone who um, helped develop them, and not just coming out the woodworks after reading one book. Right, 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 right. And and tonight, all we're gonna do is pass out shades. We passing out Ray Bans at Oakley tonight because we're gonna shine. We're not going to talk about them one-hit wonders, cats who read one book. This is We're doing a show for them so they can sit down and take notes, you know, and learn some of these virtues and get some of these techniques because we don't uh, we don't hide it. We divide it. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, somebody put the website in the chat room for me, ShindowEnergyArts.com. And the Jewel in the Lotus is the um, the third edition is the best edition. Um, it is the oldest tantric manual printed right now in the Western Hemisphere. I didn't say the United States. That's including Mexico and Canada because there is nothing in print before 1987. 
That's as official as that, okay? And the third edition came out in 87, and he said it was never even intended to make it to the public. He did a workbook, and then all of a sudden his wife was like, come on, let's get this out to the masses, and now it's in like five or six languages. So if you talking about you practicing Tantra, or if you want to get some of the basics of what uh, Dr. Aleem is going to be bringing forward tonight, um, you might want to get that and get your highlighter. And make sure you get a yellow highlighter, a blue highlighter, a green highlighter, and a red pen so you can, you know, so you can tag it up. You know what I mean? What does yours look like, Aleem? Um, uh, which one? <laughs> yeah, I had it ever since 90, you know, ever since 90, you know, so... My first one got stolen, never returned. Um, my second one um, got stolen, never returned. My third one um, got stolen, never returned. My fourth one uh, got pages missing out of it because it basically fell completely apart. <laughs> um, and the one that I have now, um, the pages are withered. So, I mean, you, I mean hey, you, you got to do some work with it. It's, it's like a constitution out here. It's like a constitution, you know. I I tell everybody if you ain't read the first three chapters at least three to six times, you're not serious about your art. We used we used to walk around with the like of the Bible. We had it in our back pocket everywhere we went. Are you gonna have it in Atlanta next week when you come uh, when you come down here and do this holy orgasm with panic? Oh yeah, we're gonna have it. Mm, mm. Well, look, let's, let's, we're going to go ahead and get started, you know, because we could do a show. And, and that's why I want everybody to know this is part one, because we probably won't get finished tonight. We'll see you all again next Thursday, but we're getting ready to go in. So y'all get comfortable. I don't know whether y'all need an incense or a glass of wine or some alkaline water, whatever y'all need to do. But go ahead and pop your feet up and get comfortable, because we're getting ready to make this thing happen. So, um Go ahead and give me a little preview. Nah, 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 nah. We're going to do it like this. We're going to do it like this. Because that's the assumption. Well, everybody knows who Arlene Bay is, yada, yada, yada. Well, what if we got some new people on the line tonight? You know, what if I got some new audience members who've been coming in this week listening to my alchemy class on Mondays, my symptometry class on Tuesdays, and then the vagina power class we had last night that just killed all the blame and the shame. And I definitely want to talk about blame and shame as a uh, prevention of orgasms and how our sexuality is being suppressed through the females, through, this, through the emotions of blame and shame. But... Let's say some new people are listening tonight. They just came on the planet, and they want to know, well, who in the hell is some damn Dr. Eileen Bay? What, how would you describe Dr. Eileen Bay? All right. Um, basically, I've um, been studying for over 25 years as far as disinformation is concerned, uh, religion, metaphysics. Um, one of my earliest teachers, of course, was um, the autobiography of Malcolm X that opened and awakened me at the age of 12. Um, prior to that, I had certain experiences in which that took place, which it was at five, I began seeing ghosts or being able to see and pierce into other dimensions. By nine, I was able to see UFOs. Um, so by 12, um, you know, I started getting into 
um, you know, our Afrocentricity, you know, through the autobiography of Malcolm X and my godmother's daughter kept saying, well, oh, yeah, you need to um, read about Malcolm X. And I was thinking, well, who in the hell is Malcolm X? I mean, why does this dude got an X at the end of his name? You know, and so, and so um, I went down to the Schoenberg. I was living in Harlem at the time on 129th Street between Malcolm um, X Boulevard and Fifth Ave, or uh, Lennox Ave, as it was called then. And um, I went to the Schoenberg, basically up on 134th, 35th Street, and went to the library, got the book, came back, read it, read it, and read it over and over again. Um, didn't know at the time that my cousin was a 5%er. He was part of the Nation Gods and Earth, and he was putting me on it. He was wearing a crown, and, you know, and I was just looking at it. You know, he had a little tassel hanging off, you know, and he was, um, you know, studying, you know, Minister Farrakhan. And so, you know, instead of, um, you know, like his brother, who had nothing but Playboy magazines up underneath his bed, this dude had, you know, man, Minister Farrakhan tapes up underneath his bed. I mean, like, boxes of it. I'm like, God dang. And so... <laughs> You know, I'm you know I'm sitting there listening and listening, and you know, of course, I'm familiar now with the, you know with the Nation of Islam by you know by 14 years old, you know 12 to 14, you know, and and then I had another female who came out to Woodbrook and she was talking about you know her God, and I was like, your God, hey, that's um that sounds like some real close up and personal stuff that you keep talking about there. She, yeah, my God, you know, he's coming to get me, and I'm like, oh. oh. You know, I thought she was on um, part of some cult stuff, you know, not realizing, you know, um, you know, what she was talking about, you know, until I got with my cousin who, you know, broke it down to me about the Nation of Gods and Nerves and how it was an abstract, you know, basically of the Nation of Islam. And, of course, you know, as I got into, you know, as I got older, by 19, I got into Dr. Malakazi Yorko, who was known as Imam Isa at the time. And I became, basically took my shahada, you know, and became, matter of fact, um, my man Carl Jones, who um, do the um, boondocks, you know, who's the executive producer, producer of the boondocks, um, actually me and him used to live together, you know what I'm saying, with um, other brothers, you know, and we used to um, pray and fast, you know, pray five times a day, fast, you know, we was right there in Fever, North Carolina, matter of fact, another brother of ours who went to school with my man Carl Jones was actually Avion, who was known as, you know, on Crockett. You know, so, you know, that's the who we was around, you know, these cats, you know, that's how we grew up. We came into that information, at, you know, as teenagers, you know, and I was, you know, in college at the time in 19. And so, you know, not only did we live together, you know, and, you know, broke bread and prostrated together, you know, um, you know, even on one of the brothers who was on triad member up on the dock, um, brother, um, um Joel, Alfonso. Yeah, but Alfonso, I mean, he was, um, you know, he used to stay with us, too, once in a while. You know, all of us right there out of the Fayetteville, North Carolina. That was the hub. For whatever reason, something about Fayetteville became special. And um, basically the cats who came up out of there, you know, went on to do some major things and make some major moves in the industry, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, by, you know, time of graduation, you know, I went down see Doc on the land, what, 94, and when he came up on me, you know, hundreds and you know, hundreds and thousands of people was there. And he just walked up on me and just stopped and looked at me and said, hey, how you doing? And, you know, and just asked me questions. And as he was talking, I felt his auric field push up against mine. You know, and I was like, damn, I ain't never feel nobody auric feel like this. This is 
yo, this is um, ridiculous. And, you know, and so, I mean, a lot of experiences, you know, just was taking place. And, and so, you know, not only did, you know, I get a BA in sociology by the time I was graduating in 94, well, 93, 94, but, you know, I went on to, you know, also get a doctrine of divinity, doctrine of theology, as well as also just recently a doctrine of metaphysics, you know, as well as also became a master herbalist and um, began, started studying Qigong in 98 up under Prince Ramesses Abel Bay, who was actually... Um, the crown prince of the Empire Washoe Deduct Amunia, which, you know, at the time he was doing security for the Empress. You know, Vediasi, um, Tierra, you know, uh Washington Turnaka, Gaston L. Bay. And, you know, he began teaching me about not just Qigong and Tai Chi, um, Reiki, Pranic Healing, and that's how I started getting into the information was in nineties what, ninety six, ninety seven and I was there until 98 under him. And then I came back to North Carolina. And he was still teaching me things because I still would go back frequently to Atlanta, Georgia, in order to get instructions and, you know, different things like that, not just on the nationality or indigenous side of information, but in the healing aspects. And, you know, 2000, what, 2003, I met you. Um, <laughs> gym, you know, so that was almost 10 years ago. We was in the gym, you know, um, for one of the events, you know, which I got invited to, you know, in order to um, do some speaking. And you was there speaking, you know, and you was teaching Qigong. And I was like, yo, me and this brother here doing the same thing. I'm loving it, you know, just positive vibe. And you had on your new Wapian jacket, you know, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, so I knew you was on point, you know. And um, next thing I know, you know, I didn't see you anymore after that. And by 2005, I'm with Master Sanyata, and there you are again. <laughs> you know, so, you know, that right there showed, you know, the connections, you know. And um, I've basically been a student, you know, of Sanyata basically since ninety you know, with his um, Jewel and the Lotus, but and then personally up under his instructions since 2005. And so um, these are just some of the schools that we came through, which is basically um, all the major world's religions, if you want to know it, you know, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, um, Buddhism, Taoism, you know, so just keep making moves, trying to gather knowledge, information. That's how we do. That's what's up. So so basically what it sounds like in a nutshell is you don't walk the walk. Yeah, well that's that's been the plan, yeah. Definitely <laughs> walk and definitely being a living example of the information. Mm. Exactly, exactly. The example. That's the whole thing. To whom to whom much is given, much is required. No doubt. Because they definitely didn't give it to us so they could just look at us and be like, oh, yeah, see, I gave I gave it to so-and-so. It's, it's, not, even, it's not even going in. It's not even going down like that, you know. So, yeah. So, look, let's talk about, um, wow, what I, I got so much I want to go into. I'm trying to stay in order, but, you know, sometimes I can be, like, all over the place. Um, let's go into, I'm going to jump right into the healing Aspect. No, 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 no. Let's talk about 
when you on the flyer it says holy orgasm. Right. How did Eileen Bay come up with just I want to do my demonstration and I'm going to put the word holy with the word orgasm. Now some of the facts about orgasms, you can go over to jujumamablog.com and check these out is 85 to 80 to 90% of women are not having orgasms during intercourse. A lot of right. women having uh, orgasms um through masturbation while they, you know what I'm saying, alone. Um even more women are faking orgasms. Letting a man be they, uh, he's winning the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. He think he putting in work, or he think he knows something about her body. But he just, he just, he just think he's doing something. So he's a supporting actor. That's what we call that. And now you're saying that holy orgasms, something that is divine in nature, and you want to do a demonstration on that next week in Atlanta. What was the thought process? When you came up with, this is what I want to do. I want to do something on holy orgasms and healing. Actually, it comes from a tape that we did back in 2002, in which that was called Holy Orgasm. Um, and we did another one called Sexual Energy and the Quest for the Holy Spirit, in which that what we were saying is that by raising the Holy Spirit, which is the Kundalini energy, um, you know, through the Shashuna or through the particular... Um, hollow area in the spinal column, you know, through the chakra system or, you know, doing certain other techniques as Master Sanyata would teach, um, the cobra breath technique, um, you would gain some type of understanding, overstanding, understanding of what is really going on with your physical body and how to channel and actually use those energies to rejuvenate, to revitalize, and to re-energize your whole cellular structure because life and death begins at the cellular level. Mm, so, mm. Now, I'm going to just stay, stay with the flow of the conversation like two Taoists, because Taoism is definitely a part, of our, a part of our study as well. The next word on the flyer says science. It says holy orgasm, then it says science. It doesn't have the word romance on there. And that's been a big thing in my coaching and consultation of women, men, and couples is we have romance confused with science. There's a science to rope. There's a science to relationships, and then you got all this romance is mixed up in there. A lot of people wanting to have, you know, orgasms as a sign. You know, uh, it's not romantic unless the man is talking about my orgasm. But I see you talking about the science of sex. The science is there a difference? between the science of these holy orgasms and the illusion of romance? Yeah, no doubt, because romance is, of course, is a Latin word in which that extends from um, the race or from the people known as the Romans, you know, in which that we know their type of love was not, um, you know, let me see, how can we say it, it was not um, the type of love between man and woman. <laughs> okay, um, we know the type of love in which they, they was um, utilizing. It was called agape, in which that dealt with brotherly love. All right, in which that dealt with um, brother on brother, and so um, that was a that was part of their romance in which that they was talking about. And they thought that little young boys um, was the best for that type of romantic affair. You know, so this is where that comes from. So I mean, 
people have to go back and study where these words originate from, and they wouldn't be using them so loosely. But um, my book, in which that I'm coming out with, is going to be called Holy Orgasm, The Science of Sex, The Art of Holistic Healing, and The Secrets of Regeneration. And that's, and that's what we're going to be dealing with um, at this particular lecture, you know. Um, so that's that's how we're going to get into it. Now, when you, Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just over here laughing because you can really smash some skulls around here. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, when, when we get into um, certain sciences, you know, for example, you know, we got to deal with the breath. You know, that's number one for us, you know. And the thing is, is that the science of breath isn't being taught um, from what I notice, you know, from those who, you know, claim to be practitioners of Tantra. And we know that the breathing affects the whole body. It affects the nervous system, the heart, the digestive system, the muscles, um, sleep patterns, energy levels, concentration, memory, and much more. Now, our breathing is, what, our largest system for waste removal, actually. Mm. And of the waste produced within our bodies is supposed to be removed by breathing. 20% via the skin and 10% from the kidneys and the digestive system. So urination and defecation is only 10%. We got it backwards. We're thinking that the majority of the toxins being removed comes from um, the urinary and the um, digestive system, and that's not true. It comes through the breath, you know. So that's the first thing. So we have to learn the science of detoxifying by breathing, and, of course, as you breathe in, um, and you would do similar to what, people might have seen on Green Mile in order to um, exhale the negative energy, you have to open your mouth. So you would breathe in through your nose and then exhale through your mouth, and you would focus your energy on the particular organs in order to um, eliminate the toxins from that particular organ or from that organ specifically, you know. And these are just little techniques of visualization in which that people have to um, learn how to master as they're doing um, the science of breath, because the science of breath is what enhances the science of sex. Mm. You know, the longer that you can, um, the more you can master the, the breath, the more you can master sex. Mm. That breathing component, that breathing component is, for me, well, <laughs> I try to tell people if they can get on top of the breath, you ain't got to worry about no Viagra. You ain't got to worry about um, erectile dysfunction. Now, I'm not going to say 100% because a lot of the, what the sisters are complaining that, oh, he just can't fulfill, he just can't hold it up. Well, part of the responsibility falls on the partner as well. Just yeah. like if a brother is com- complaining about his woman is not as moist as he wants her, that's a part of his responsibility. And right. in the science of Tantra, you have to understand the physiology and the psychology as well as the anatomy of your partner. It right. ain't all about what they're doing. There has to be a supreme under, over, and understanding of the components, of the tools that are there, not just, oh, well, I'm doing mine, you got to do yours, it's on you, that you let me down. And that's another thing I want you to talk about is attitude, because attitude creates a particular energy, just like the attitude of joy and the attitude of, of anger. 
and the attitude of appreciation and respect and worthiness versus the attitude of shame. Can you talk about how attitude adjusts and contributes to sexual energy and orgasms? Yeah, well, you know, we can do all the breathing exercises in the world, but if we don't begin to see and free ourselves from the unnecessary tensions that we carry day in and day out, you know, or if we are unable to find a state of dynamic relaxation, hence the mm. key relaxation, um, in the midst of daily living, then these exercises won't do much good. And most people are too tense. This is why um, if you're trying to have sex later on in the evening, begin early on that morning by doing a lot of kissing on each other and foreplay. You know, the woman needs that in order to get her moist, in order to get her into that mood because that would give some type of, um, um, I guess, passion, but it also would give not just the passion, but it give them something to look forward to later on, you know. And the fact without such relaxation and without um, real self-knowledge and self-awareness, breathing exercise can only, um, you know, basically ex- um, exacerbate the tensions already present and creates dangerous biological um, and biochemical um, imbalances in the body and the mind. You know, mm. so it comes from the storage or guilt and disappointment, frustrations, and different other emotions that you have stored up within your endocrine glands, which is basically your chakra system. You know, and of course, we know the seven major endocrine glands is your pineal gland, your pituitary gland, your thyroid gland, your thymus gland, your adrenal glands, pancreas, you know, within the um, man, the testes, and the uh, um, you know, prostate and within the woman, the uterus and the ovary. So, you know, these are the seven major glands. But, you know, if we can't release the toxins and the tensions or the, you know, poisons from these particular organs, then it's detrimental trying to raise the Kundalini. This is why the, um, the removal of toxins from the body is so imperative, you know, um, in the beginning stages of, of raising the Kundalini, you know, the fasting, the praying, the positive affirmations, all those things are necessary in the beginning. Those are tools in which that will help you reach those particular stages of enlightenment until you can master it, you know. Um, of course, you know, once you master it, then you can transmute um, any type of negative energy as Master Sanyata have taught us. But in the beginning, a person can't do that because they're neophyte. Mm. <laughs> talk about Talk about commitment to the practice because most of the time when we hear about sex we we think about relationships and right. we, then the word commitment comes in so y'all teaches us that com- committed relationship means committed to the practice you know a lot right. of people want to come in and get a silver bullet you know where's the metaphysical viagra pill that i can pop and get some results in 45 minutes have you ran across that or have in your practice you've uh, or have you learned that hard work is normally what it's going to take? Oh, yeah, I, I do them like Master Sanyata did us. Um, okay, here goes some Qigong exercises. <laughs> See you in a few weeks. Hey, here go your 45 um, minutes of um, of energizing. Here you go. All right, um, here, here go the heart massage. Here's the um, will of law. Here's the um, chi ball. <laughs> Make sure you pump them feet. <laughs> you remember that? Eileen said, make sure you pump them feet. Make sure you pump 
because you're a neophyte. You ain't no you ain't no seafood yet. <laughs> right, 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 right. A lot of people don't realize that you got some other chakras in the feet, that, and that's your assistance because the kidneys is running your sex organs. So you got a kidney, you got a kidney meridian running through your foot, and a heart meridian running through your foot. That that if you're not um, distributing the weight properly, you know what I'm saying, why, and coordinating it with the breath, breath and movement. For people who don't know what the word qigong means, it is it, it means breath work. That means the breath is moving in accord with the working of the muscles. You got a certain body movement on the inhale and a certain body movement on the exhale. But pumping them feet, Aileen said it real subtle, but that's like a that's like a crazy key right there. Can you talk a little bit about how important it is to be uh, flexible and and mobile while you practicing some of these energetic arts? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, they have to um, know somewhat of the human anatomy in order to. Um, even understand what we're talking about in Taoism, you know, because, I mean, all of that is, co- you know, correlated basically to not just Qigong or Tai Chi, but also to Denmark and meridian points and, and nodes and uh, chakras and, you know, pressure points, you know, so forth and so on. So, I mean, you have to know something about the human anatomy, you know, in order to get the full grasp of this information. And there's three particular places in which that you can store energy, you know, or the three treasures, which basically is your three dantians, you know, your lower dantian, which is um, your navel chakra, sit right about an inch or two right up underneath it, you know, your back of your heart, and also your third eye area. So these are the storage places of when you absorb chi as being, especially a melanated being, you can store this energy as you get your hour of day, um, sunlight, because that's what scientists say that we need as melanated people. We need at least an hour a day in the sun so that we can get the proper amount of um, vitamin D, uh, which is a hormone from the sun in order to help with the hormonal balance in our endocrine glands, you know, and our blood um, system, you know, circulatory system, you know, lymphatic system. So, I mean, these are the things in which that we have to master. And there's two different breath controls. You have the Buddhist breath and you have the Taoist breath, you know, and with the Buddhist method, you know, of course, you use the belly focus and you um, and your belly, you know, moves out when you inhale. And this method, you know, moves the chi energy up and down the body. Um, it helps bring the chi into your body from the crown and the feet, as we were just talking about. And your feet will feel light, you know, when you run. This method can be used for running and relaxing the body. However, the Taoist method uses the chest focus. And your chest moves out when you inhale, you know, and this method moves the chi in the bone marrow and out of the skin. And it helps direct chi out of the body through the arms and the legs. And your feet may feel heavy, which is good for hitting um, in action, you know, when you're know, when you doing more young um, martial arts, you know, when you're doing yin, the Buddhist method, when you're doing young, the Taoist method. So chi is directed out of your arms, you know, as you hit you know, a break, you know, or whatever the case may be. Mmm, mmm, sexual energy, sexual energy. I was talking to Senyata the other day, and Senyata said that the soul is not in the solar plexus, but it's in the sex organs. What you think about that? Because we don't move now from, 
you know, into this fifth world as the indigenous people of the planet have stated, you know, or has prophesied. You know, you go to Australia, you go to Africa, you go hit, or you hear in the Americas with the Native Americans, they all speak about us moving into the fifth world, and which, of course, you know, in the New Age terminology, that's us moving from out of the dark rift into um, the inner arm band closer towards the out, um, the central sun, which is called Alcyon, you know. So um, with that, you know, there's more chakras in which that is being developed. We're moving from a 7, 9 to a 12 chakra system, you know. And with that, there's particular endocrine glands which are being developed. Dr. York spoke about one, which was called the Barothery gland, which is now... Um, taken from out of the hypocampus area of the brain and is right underneath the chin area in the submental region now. And Dr. Deborah Blair speak about another one, which is called the mound, which I could refer to as the epiphany mound or the epiphany gland, which is right above, which is also referred to in the Sanskrit as the tula gland. Um, and it's right above um, the upper palate. And this sit within the center of the, um, there's a, um, in the center of the mound, there's like a little hole and that hole, um, give you access into the third ventricle, which the pineal gland sits over. And sometimes there's an excretion of this substance, which is called chrysum, in which that when it comes down, you can, you know, swallow it, and it actually will help rejuvenate your cells. And the way in which that you tap into it is through massaging certain areas of the brain through the meditation techniques, such as the cobra breath technique. Mm-hmm. Ooh-wee. I'm telling you, I'm crazy excited because I still want to, I'm still trying to keep the show, even though we already moving quantum leaps, I want to make sure we kind of stay together before we, you know what I'm saying, before I start pushing the pedal to the metal, you know what I'm saying? If anybody's got some questions or comments before we get too far, the call-in number is 347 347- Two zero five nine zero eight nine three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Just press one, and we'll bring you on because we are still stepping up the G. We not finished. We got a lot of other things to talk about tonight. I just want to make sure that everybody um, kind of like stays together. Or if you got some questions, I haven't even checked over in the chat. I haven't even looked over there. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all probably holding it down. But if you got some questions or comments about the Aline Bay, um, if you <clears throat> hopefully I don't know if Panic is gonna call in tonight, so or if uh, Demetrius is gonna call in tonight, so they can talk about where people can get the advanced tickets. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, we're gonna talk about giving out the address, where it's gonna be at in Atlanta and things like that later on in the show. Real quick, right now, I want to run. I want to get some of these bills paid though, because and after I run this commercial. Right here, I want you to talk about even what is in this, even in this drop, using gold as an enhancement. You know, a lot of people listen to KTL, know the Ledge Radio, uh, Blue and Red Pill, and they got the Soul Gold drops. And I've been using them uh, probably for about the last three weeks since I got back from my meditation retreat, and I'm seeing some crazy results. I mean, just some some clarity, a lot more focus, and things like that. So I want to just use this opportunity real quick um, to just drop this little quick piece, and then we're going to come right back. All right? So y'all stay tuned. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. 
Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples. Mmm. Aileen, what do you think about that gold as far as <clears throat> helping us aid in our concentration when it comes time to start manifesting through these orgasms? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, I know Dr. Debbie Blair, he has his... um monatomic gold as well as other gold systems are out there or gold supplements or nutrition is out there and um gold is excellent in order to utilize it is something in which that was utilized um in ancient Egypt by the pharaohs and pharaohs and the royal family in which that helped them um rejuvenate and repair um themselves much quicker. Um that's what gold does, being that it's an electromagnetic conductor, um you um being a melanated being and you have the ability in order to absorb certain amount of frequencies. Matter of fact, of all different types of frequencies, from gamma to um, X rays to cosmic rays to ultraviolet rays, visible spectrum to infrared to uh, microwaves, you know, electrical waves, etc. We can absorb all of them and actually contain this energy within us, store it um, for later purposes. And so that's what the gold gives us the um, heightened ability in order to do is store more energy. Because right now in the third dimensional state, and hoping gladly that we're moving into a higher dimension um, of uh, consciousness and awareness, but in the third dimension there's a melanin gap in which that occurs. Um, if you get the Unk book written by, um, introduction is written by Brother Samaj Hiru, who's the husband of Queen of Four, and Brother um, Unk Amen, um, he speaks about that gap in which that, um, you know, as we move into a higher frequency from out of VHF into UHF, which dealing, which would deal more with ultraviolet light and hence the reason why so much solar flare activity is taking place right now, um, which that we're going through like a second phase of it just within the last um, three months, you know, of solar flare, heavy solar flare activity bombarding the planet Earth. They was even thinking that it was going to affect a lot of the electronics um, today because actually it hit this morning, 7 o'clock this morning, you know, um, viciously, you know, bombarded the planet Earth, you know, in a sense, you know. And so I made sure I got out there to absorb my shit because 300,000 tons of stardust energy falls to the planet Earth daily and even more during the solar flare activities. So I made sure um, we get that, you know, uh, I got out there, and, and everyone needs to make sure that they get out there in order to get their um, their surplus, you know, especially with that gold that definitely enhances it. And, of course, you know, when we're talking about the sexual energy, you know, um, to maintain hormonal balance, you know, or, um, you know, we, there's certain herbs that can be used, aphrodisiac herbs, because we was talking about, you know, um, you don't need any Viagra, exactly. Well, there's natural herbs in which that you can use. Maca, you know, the woman can use maca, um, honey goat weed, damiana, don quai, um, musino, um, you know, tribulus. You know, they can use those types of herbs. The men can use maca, um, honey goat weed, damiana, supplemental, pigium, and sarsaparilla. 
you know, along with a little bit of Yohimbi, you know. So um, these are natural um, stimulating herbs, which comes okay, from... Okay, right there. Hold on. Pause right there because this is, a, this is something I want to talk about in the four virtues, honesty, humility, patience, and sincerity. A lot of brothers will go get these natural herbs and they still want to bang the girl back out. Even in the conscious community, oh, I'm going to get this Yohembe and I'm going to just bang her out. Can you talk about how it's still important to have the proper intent while you are engaging in a sexual affair or sexual act um, due to what you could be creating on the etheric field by going in there with the wrong intent? Yeah, no doubt, because, I mean, every thought that you produce can become a form. It became, every thought is a thing. So here you are thinking in just your lower nature, and you can produce a actual entity from those thoughts that a person is resonating um, at consciously. And that thought can become attached to the auric field, in which that can eventually cause leaks and holes and damage to the auric field. You know, and there's certain cleansing exercises in which that would be needed in order to help with um, the removal of that attachment, of that negative thought form that you have, that you actually attach to yourself through your negative thoughts, you know. Um, and when we have negative thoughts, it becomes easier for the first and second um, dimensional beings of the fourth dimension to become attached to um, our auric field and become attached to the first and second chakra um, through the reptilian portion of the brain, you know. Um, so these are problems in which that, you know, when we, people talk about roots and people talk about, um, you know, well, I got roots thrown on me and all these different things, well, sometimes you've done it, you, you actually did this yourself, you know. And so um, Epsom salt baths would be needed, Himalayan salt baths, um, baking soda, uh, um, egg, you know, um, actually cleansing your aura with the egg and then um, taking it and throwing out and breaking it in order to release the negative energy. Um, coconut, you can actually cleanse the um, auric field with the coconut, crack it open, and, um, you know, just crack it to pieces. You know, I mean, there's different ways that, uh, you know, indigenous people have done it in order to help cleanse the auric field, but it definitely is needed, you know, lighting candles, um, in particular a reversible candle or a black candle in order to absorb the negative energy or a white candle in order to help repel this attached negative thought, reading certain psalms, you know, such as Psalms 1, Psalms 2, Psalms um, 119, Psalms 18, you know, um, Psalms 13, Psalms 6, in order to help remove negative energies and help to prolong life. You know, so these these are things in which that people need to know also um, in order to help themselves, um, especially when it comes to the sexual act. Um, Beverly Pastor Randolph, if people go and do some research on his books, because he's one of the earliest uh, Rosicrucian founders, um, you know, here in the Americas, in which that he actually was the supreme grand master of all the Rosicrucians in the world. And he actually bought... Um, here, just like Master Sanyata did for, you know, for us, you know, in the um, 70s and 80s, you know, um, Tantra. And he bought a form of it, you know, in which that dealt with sexual magic, in which that he basically broke down that the thoughts have to be purified between the couple, you know, male and female, prior to the sexual act. And so it would be necessary in order to cleanse yourself, 
and he spoke of some of these um, examples in which that is often found within hoodoo and voodoo in which they help with the cleansing process. Mm, big Now I got to give a big shout-out to Tybro, the www.tybro.com, Dr. Mitchell Gibson. That's kind of like one of the subjects that him and Sonata built on on that show last week was these attaching spirits, like, <laughs> these attaching spirits, what they do is they look for hollow spaces inside the body and in your auric field. And cursing, having wrong intentions, having, you know, um, I like how the blue and the red pill call it cats out here with their broken magic wands. I here doing what I call raggedy magic. I don't, I don't call it black or white magic. I call it raggedy magic because their intent is so raggedy they don't understand that they're shooting a hole in their own auric field and a disagreeable entity, spirit attachment, is jumping on them like a leech. So they, so 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 your psychic field is so weak because you're not on a virtuous level. People say, well, I nope, you know they can't they can't attach to me because I work my ritual. I do this. Your mean attitude and thinking you tough don't mean shit on the spiritual realm. They don't respect your mean gangster attitude up there. You have to have a virtuous heart. That's what the principles of Ma'at is about. A light heart is a heart filled with love. That's why Nova Drew Ali, what do you say? Keep the hearts and mind pure with love and the body clean with water. If I got my heart and my mind clean, I'm pure with love, then I don't have any holes in my aura so these spirits can attach to me. Right, and even important was what you said, and keep your body cleansed with water. Why water? Not just externally, but also internally because water carries memory. So water itself can produce a thought form. And so when you touch it, this is actually through um, 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 Dr. Um, Robert Emoto. He um, did this experiment in Japan in which that if you touch a glass of water, you know, and say a mantra or some type of positive thing into it, it would crystallize into a six-pointed star configuration like a snowflake. However, if you say something evil into it, it would configure into uh, um, something in which that is unrecognizable. It, it basically looked discombobulated you know, under the microscope after it was frozen. So um, water carries memory. So this is the reason why it's said to keep your body cleansed with water as well as internally and externally. And we know that the water in which that is necessary for external cleansing is acidic water in which that kills the parasites and bacteria and um, things on the, you know, viruses and whatever is on the skin. Um, inside it must be alkaline. So we know these things, and these are the sciences of the water aspect also. Hey, I see y'all in the chat room. I respect that. You're right. We late on the bombs, but I'm over here making sure that we get it done. We coming through this thing like two surgeons separating some Siamese twins because it could be real sticky. It could be real sticky through here how these sciences could be perceived on a material plane, but how the esoteric and the metaphysical may not be made plain enough for a child to see. And that's when I that's when you know 
a great teacher. That's the the feat that we sat at. We see teachers teaching these same sciences to 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds. And Kair is all about the baby. This show is all about the children. I see all these people in the chat, all these people in the, in the queue listening in. I don't care about adults. We break these sciences down so you can live them so children can see your example. You need to learn about the holy holy orgasm. Why? Not so you can get your thrills off because you ain't had an orgasm in 10 years. No. So your daughter will understand how to respect herself and have love for herself and respect her creative ability through her sexuality and not be ashamed to express it. That's what this show is about. This show is a for-the-babies show. Now, yes, and the, yes, the byproduct is some of you adults probably get off here tonight and be like, let me go over and try some of these techniques. Hey, I'm all for that. I don't have a problem with that because we also want to have more happy and healthy relationships. But that's still going to benefit the children because the children, they look at us when we're going out there drinking liquor, when we're going out there lying to our mate, when we, you know what I'm saying, rolling up a loud pack or doing something else that we ain't got uh, no business doing in the first place. This is a show about responsibility and sexuality, sexual maturity. So I hope all of you all are taking yourselves to task and being on point and not being greedy with these lessons, but sitting down having open conversations with your children about this science. Y'all get me, get me to go back here and get my get my circle seven around here. <sighs> getting ready to get crazy. I'm getting ready to get biblical on them in a second, Eileen. No need, because um, we, we're going to get into the holy orgasm. That's going to be enough biblical form. Basically, <laughs> we'll leave the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I know they're like, what a damn bomb at? I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm trying my best. I've just got a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff popping off over here. I'm a little late. My bad. <laughs> stuff over here running the switchboard, trying to see what's going on in the uh, what's going on in the chat. Okay. Okay, we got a couple people on the line. Uh, don't forget, the call-in number is 347-205-9089. If you want to holler at Dr. Eileen Bay or Coach Kyrie on this hot topic tonight about holy orgasms and the science of sex and healing, healing as an art form, we're going to take a couple questions, and then we're going to move over into the healing aspect. All right, so look, let me see who I got here. Caller from the 336. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Greetings, family. This is Trala. How are you? Greetings, greetings. Okay. Hey, peace, peace. What's going on, Butter Dragon? Well, you know, me being the eternal student, I got notes all over the darn page. So I'm trying <laughs> to see here. Okay, I need for you to go back for me over the breath. The differences, right. be- the differences between the two, I have right, not you been. Have, right, you ahead. have the Buddhist. Right, you have the Buddhist breath. Okay. Right, the Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And you have. Yeah. Go ahead. Could, could you elaborate on that? Because I remember you, you had mentioned it, um, it, having the different energies depending on what you were wanting to use them for. So that's kind of what I wanted you to kind of go, go into a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. All right, so the Buddhist breath and you have uh-huh. the Taoist breath. Okay. Now, both of those breaths um, correlate to bringing certain energies into the body. However, the Buddhist breath deals with bringing energy up and down the body. That's what the Buddhist breath does. When you do the Buddhist breath, what it does is calms the mind and activates the mind. So it calms the body, 
the mind and as well as also activated at the same time. Okay. It builds chi. So it takes chi from the heaven and from the earth. All right? There used to be a prana, there's the prana tube in which that actually runs from your perineum up um, along your spinal column up to the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And that prana tube um, is what actually pulls energy up from the earth and down from heaven. That is like your umbilical cord in which that was cut from your mother when you were, you know, in your womb, in the womb of your mother, you was receiving nutrients through the umbilical cord. Well, you still have a cord. It's called your prana tube. All right? Okay. That's the, and that's part of the same tube in which that is cut upon death, which is known as your civil cord or your, um, or which is mentioned in the book of Ecclesiastic. It's also called your ethereal cord. Uh-huh. All right? Mm-hmm. And, but with the Buddhist breath, um, you use it for meditation, relaxation, and like we said, it makes you feel lighter, you know. So the navel would be the focus, all right? Okay. The navel okay. would be the focus. And so um, you would focus your energies there at the navel chakra or about an inch or two right below it, all right, and it would make you feel lighter. So like when you're running, it's real good for running and relaxing the body. Then you have the Taoist breath, which deals with the chest focus. You know, so when you breathe, um, in particular, and you inhale, this method moves the chi energy into the bone marrow and out to the skin. And it helps direct chi out of the body through the arms and the legs. So it's good for um, more um, young um, type of work, you know, more harder type of work. Um, Yin would be the Buddhist breath. Taoist breath would be more so for the yin. I mean, for the young. So that's hit those the two breaths, which is yin and the yang, symbolic. Okay. Mm-hmm. But since you put it in that way, should as, as a as a female, should I focus more so on the breathing, the Buddhist method on a more daily basis? Though, um, or the, the Buddhist method is what is the predominant one. Um, that's the one we focus majority on. Um, however, the Taoist breath is needed when it comes time for more action you know, martial arts or hidden type of things, you know. Um, but as far as the relaxation and the meditation, that would come through the Buddhist breath because um, there's a lot of stress, you know, mm-hmm. in which that needs to be alleviated based on the surroundings that mm-hmm. we live in. So the mm-hmm. Buddhist breath is necessary on a daily basis, but the Taoist breath can be used when you're trying to deal with stress and when you're trying to deal with um, a lot of stress, that can be good because you can actually use that in order to um, eliminate those stressful condition, um, conditions. In other words, like if you um, do boxing or if you do yoga or martial arts, something physically, you know, Kick the doubt um, can help with alleviating those, um, you know, basically knowing how to channel those those stressful levels, okay. you know, into something um, positive and productive, you know. Mm, thank so you. Those are the two basic techniques in which that is taught within the Taoist teachings. Okay. And then you um, also was talking about the the candles. I've I've heard the different purposes of the candles, but I've never really heard of the one, that, the um, reverse candle. You said right. the, the black and white 
could you go go into that one more time? Because I was trying to write that down and and listen at the same time, and I, my notes look a mess. So <laughs> I'm gonna go into all of them, but let me finish this thing here also about the um, okay. breathing. Because right, there's a fundamental difference also, and unlike pranayama, the Taoist breath emphasizes the um, kidney breathing or the lower upper back breathing, all right? Um, the breath is always um, done with both nostrils, and um, basically there's no breathing um, into the front of the chest. The major difference is that many core um, pranayama um, breath techniques basically involve holding the breath. In the Taoist breath, you never hold or restrict the breath since it can um, create tension and thereby um, produce negative patterns in the nervous system. So the exact, the exact opposite of Taoist breathing, that's the goal. You want to continue to make sure that that flow is constant. All okay. right? And the Taoist breath, basically, when you breathe in, um, you'll suck your um, stomach inward. As you breathe it in, you'll pull it inward. And then as you... Is the Buddhist breath? Or the that's the Taoist breath. breath. Okay. As you breathe in, you'll pull your stomach inward. Okay. And then as you... Um, exhale, you'll push it out. The Buddhist breath is the opposite. As you breathe in, your stomach pops out like a balloon. Okay. And then as you exhale, it comes in, sucks in, like it's deflating, like a balloon deflating. Taoist mm-hmm. method is just the opposite. All right? Okay. It's the reverse of the Buddhist gotcha. breath. That's what the Taoist breath is. It's the reverse. So as you breathe in, you would deflate your stomach and suck it in. And then as you exhale, it will pop out like a balloon. Mm, okay. Yes. All right. So that's the major difference, you know, and over the practicing, um, you know, it's just about, you know, mastering it, you know, so... It's just about um, doing the breath, you know, like maybe um, three minutes, you know, a day, you know, for about a month or so, getting used to it, you know. Okay. So that's that's just one of the keys. It's called reverse breathing also. And you can do it for like about three minutes um, at a time, you know, for, for about a month or either to three months. And um, what it also helps to do is open your microcosmic channel, all right, which um, helps with um, um, store away uh, of that excess energy. It helps you, you know, to store that energy. So also look up microcosmic channeling. Um, um, Coach Kair, you got anything to say about Mantak Chia and his relationship to Master Sanyata? <laughs> well, you know, they squashed all beef, you know, but I go into like a little part of the history of it because Mantak Chia is a lot more mainstream than the master Sanyata and I guess probably it would be best to show like categorize teachings. And a lot of people don't a lot of people think all all teachings are on the same level. So I'm gonna use Tai Chi as an example. So um when you look at all these people in China and you got um you got 5,000 people out there doing Tai Chi, and it's 160 movements or something. That's what we call a community style. That's just community, or that's just that's just that's what everybody has, you know. And then you may have the people who are 
um, teaching them. And so they have to know a little more than the people they're teaching. So that's a family style. And their family style may have 112 pieces in their lineage. But then you got the king, and he's looking down from the royal family, and he's like, I don't want to learn what the regular people are learning, and I don't want to know just what those teachers right there have. I want something exclusive for me. So he calls the monks down from the temple, and he gets a royal style, which would be a third tier. And he may get a Tai Chi that's only got 80, 80 movements in it, something like that. But then when the monk turns around and goes back up to the mountain, they're up there practicing a Tai Chi that's only got 32 movements in it. The least amount of movements, the more power that the form contains. So when you see, take that to an argument, when you see two people arguing all the time, they're on some community bullshit. They just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It ain't really no, it ain't really no power in what they talking about anyway. Cause they, you you practice in the Tai Chi form, it's got 160 some moves in it. You just gotta go all back and forth and tussling. You just going, you know, you seen people getting a fight in the street, and they end up wrestling and get tired and just take all day. And then you got um, some people who they try to get a little more physical and, and they got at least a little skill and they boxing, but they really just dancing around each other. They really don't want to swing on one another. That may be that second tier. And then you got a cat with a lot of muscles and he may be like a uh, Kimbo Slice. That's maybe that royal family. But when you get up to the, the, the higher ends where you may see Rosicrucians, Freemasons, or people who have went into esoteric uh, teachings and channel, the only way you can get those lessons is through humility. You can't walk up in there with your big nuts. That's why you look at, if you get the movie The 36th Chamber, remember when he first got there, he wanted revenge for his family. He tried to run all the way up to the 35th Chamber on day one, and they hit him with the Lee Kung Jing. They didn't even touch him. He just hit him with the energy and knocked him all the way out of there. And he had to realize he had to show humility to get these lessons. So due, due to the fact that we're in the West, Everything over here is about capitalism and money, and the Chinese know that. They over here getting this bread because they know Western science is some bullshit. Western medicine is garbage. So they come over here and just break you off a little piece. Oh, I got this Chinese form over here that's got all these pieces. Come over here and pay me. So Montauk Chia, when he came over, he started writing all these books. Because that's how you make money is writing books. There's no problem. I don't have a beef with that. But he wasn't putting everything in the book. He was holding back. But since it was something that people had never seen before, and when they were using it, the results they were getting was way above anything that they had. So now you got a little Atari game, and your friends are still playing, you know, uh, with jacks. So you think you're doing something because you got an electronic game. But it's still something even higher than that in the temple. So... Montauk Chia, but really all masters leave certain things out of their book. They're not going to put all their secrets in the book because they're responsible for the lessons that they carry. So Montauk Chia, was, um, he was getting a lot of bread. He was getting a lot of bread going to these seminars, and he was coming off like this is the ultimate. This is the top end. This is the top end. This is the top end. But it wasn't. So Master Senyata who by the age of 27 had already went through the four ancient schools of Tantra, which is India, Chinese, Tibet, and the Japanese. I'm sorry, and the Egyptian. There is an Egyptian school of Tantra, but not many people know about it. 
Um, and it's definitely not commonly practiced over here in the West. And he saw what Montauk Chia was doing and saw that he was leaving out a major piece during his, um, like, weekend lectures. He may have a three-day lecture or something, and maybe 500 people there, and he's charging them $500 a piece. That's a lot of bread, and you're not giving them the whole technique. You're sending them home like they still got it. Send them home with this, you know, so-called certificate, and um, Master Senyata started calling him on his stuff. He was like, why are you not giving them X, Y, Z? You know, and then that's where it went down. It, but it wasn't something like we do now. We go make a YouTube video calling somebody out and all that. Because when you're dealing in these Eastern, these Eastern sciences and philosophy, there's a lot of honor. There's a lot of honor that goes on that we don't have in the conscious community. I get caught up sometimes, too, you know what I'm saying, um, getting wrapped up with somebody they may not be where I'm at on the spiritual path, and they want to pull me into some type of discourse. Well, high-end masters, they don't do that. That's why people say, well, man, you a seafood. You you already got a black sash, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but my grandmaster's still alive, so I'm not even using that term that I'm a master. I'm nice at what I do, but I got a long way to go, and I got to keep practicing my humility. And that's what Senyata was on, practicing those virtues. It's very important that you practice those virtues and be very weary and cautious of arrogance. I don't need no teacher. That's arrogance. There's, you can't even think about studying no comedic sciences or anything like that historically if you don't realize that the skeleton key to get these lessons was humility. Yes, I do need a teacher. So there's always people saying, well, I'm my own teacher. I'm doing all this. In the Bible, which to me is one of the greatest astrological books ever written, it says lean not to thine own understanding because your ego can get in the way if it's not well balanced, which is fear 22 on the Kabbalah. And I don't know whether Sunyata was just trying to offset that, um, but when you start looking back at the years and the, and the later books, like what Montauk Chi is writing now, it seems like he's revealing a little, he, he's revealing a, even in more detail about certain things that he was holding back. But it's the time now. It's the, it is the time as we move into this new golden age of information and enlightenment that certain things be released. Bruce Lee got killed because he started talking, running his mouth too early. That's all he wanted about this, that, and the third. He came over here trying to share too much, too too fast, and they knocked him off. And they all, and you learn through that lesson that no matter how nice Bruce Lee was, somebody was better. <laughs> it always is somebody better. But the humility was one of the things Bruce lost, and that was what I think Sonata was bringing in in the text that he started writing with Jewel and the Lotus and his uh, personal magnetism and charisma manual. He was really emphasizing the charisma because with these arts, once you start getting up to the temple style level, you are held much more accountable for your actions. And karma, whether you believe in it or not, will come and kick you in your balls or whatever it is for the female that y'all don't want nobody to touch y'all on, chop you in your throat, whatever it is. That's what karma can come and do and start resonating on that level. So sometimes for me, when I get at a person kind of aggressively, I'm trying to just um, tell them in a way they can understand it. They're coming from the street, and they want, you know, and sometimes that's all they understand because their arrogance has gotten in the way of their humility. Um, 
So what you can do and what I've learned to do is sometimes to just ignore it and go ahead and teach what I know works. Not teach what I believe and things like that, but teach what I know works and has been proven. Our particular test is if it works within if it don't work within five minutes, then run away. Why am I messing with a technique that's gonna take me um longer than five minutes. Now, you may have to work on it for months and months to actually, you know, get the mastery level of it. But when me and Aleem show you how to pump your feet doing the turning the turning the wheel of law or turning your chi ball, you're going to start to feel some fire and some heat within three to five minutes. That don't make you qualified to go out there and teach and open up a seminar, but Aleem has went through um, he went through the fire, you know, and came to class and got permission to teach these things that he teaches. And that's the difference. When you honor the honor the teaching, then it starts to become more fruitful for you in your own personal life and your practice. Um, the microcosmic orbit, which is what we use at Shindao, um, which I love as a basic breathing technique, that's the, DD, that's the uh, meditation 101 that I use. Um, show I that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, is it's very important that the back of the dollar bill we have to know that all men are not created equal because then women you start to get into your young pattern. Why are women so aggressive and got their psychic penises on? Why are women suffering from uh, breast cancer, uh, ovarian cysts, and all types of dis um, diseases and disorders with their female reproductive organs? Because you are breathing. Through the wrong, you you are breathing in the wrong direction. Men breathe up the back and down the front. Women breathe up the front and down the back. If you don't have that basic premise, you breathe in backwards. So you see men that may be breathing up the front and down the back. They may be uh, displaying more yin qualities. If you don't understand that, a female, she take, she take two or three shots of tequila and start feeling loose. She start calling you a little bitch. Oh, oh you just a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because females got that thing called a gaydar. Well, they'd be like, ah, oh, look at that cat right there. He kind of soft. Something sweet about him. A man, a man might, not, might not even be able to pick it up. But a woman's sensitivity can pick it up immediately. Now, for the women who are breathing like a man, because that's one of the things Montauk Chia was doing. He was just giving out one breath. Right. Up the back and down the front, up the back and down the front. And a lot of women were picking that up, and their hormones were doing too much secreting. They were getting too much adrenaline. And women, you all cannot afford no extra adrenaline. You all have to get some serotonin in your life. You must. You must because the now, now tell me that extra adrenaline causes them to transform from estrogen being produced within the body to testosterone. And that might be the reason why they're starting to get hair and uh, certain hairs under the chin and around the lips. Which is, and you can, or something going on with their skin because uh, the, the misnomer is sex is the problem, which is where we're getting ready to move this conversation to. That's the most bullshittest thing. I have to blame sex for the, you know what I'm saying, for everything. So I'm going to stop participating in sex. I'm going to be celibate. I'm going to be abstinent. Well, right. then you start looking at these bumps on your face, or you start, you know, saying so you start realizing that you're a little more aggressive, and you start seeing, you know, what I'm saying different changes in your health. You might even start seeing, uh, noticing that um, the hood, you know, what I'm saying around your clitoris is starting to bulge more, and the clitoris is doing more protruding, 
And you might say, oh, my oh my yoni is aching or whatever. But remember, the penis is only an elongated clitoris, right. period. So when you start noticing that the clitoris is um, extra sensitive and starting to get, um, starting to grow, that's not where you're looking for growth at, ladies and gentlemen. Men may be wanting their penises as they get older to grow, but you're not looking for your clitoris to start growing, you know. But that's because of an abnormal, an abnormal abnormality around too much adrenaline. Adrenaline is for fight or flight. Serotonin is for relax, cool, calm, and collective, reverse aging, and having the orgasmic tsunami, as we call it, to come around. Because then you're going to start to realize what domain that you naturally rule and can get in. That's why I say get in where you fit in. When a woman is fully orgasmic, a woman can have a, has the capacity to have an orgasm every one-eighth of a second. Some women right talking about I ain't had a orgasm in years. And then when she started to feel multi-orgasmic, she says, oh, I had three orgasms last night. Or oh, I had four, ten orgasms last night. When you get in the full mode, you're supposed to no way in the world you can count. You're supposed to have the shuddering coming up. But it takes you and your partner. And you and for all of you out there thinking, well, I can just be celibate and I can produce that by yourself. You're having a clitoral, you're having what we call a little baby, a little girl's orgasm. A little, a little a vaginal sneeze. Yes, it does feel good, but it ain't the real deal. Just like the people who try to take drugs to get the um, nirvana. Nothing can beat meditation, not a sincere meditation. So the breathing from the microcosmic orbit, it, to me, it's the fundamental basis that you can put everything else on. Some people just be so quick to wanting to jump to, 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 to kundalini. I want to make sure my third eye is balanced. So I want to get this. I want to get that. You 20-some years old, 30 years old, you've been living all your life, and it ain't been balanced. But you can't live six minutes without breathing. Straighten out your breathing first. Get your fundamentals of the breath down first, and then move forward with the more advanced practices. Everybody want to, because uh, uh, the ego, they want to eat the whole elephant at one time, like it's a competition. That's the problem with sex now. We're having all this competitive sex. Men are, are having erectile dysfunction because they um, it's too competitive. It's too much pressure um, from the woman. He got to come in here and perform. He better lay it down. Are you a two-minute brother? Or even if she don't say nothing, she just go around the house with an attitude. Then at the same time, she don't want to say nothing to him because she got pressure on her to be a quote unquote virtuous woman. But she's living up under shame because of the patriarchal system that we've been pushing for the last two thousand years. Woo! Don't get me started. All I can say is I got a DVD with the microcosmic orbit. It's seventeen minutes long. Put it on repeat. It's on my website, relaxationisthekey.com. Just click on the Tai Chi. I mean, click on the DVDs, and it's right there. I had a ton of them down at the Life Harmony Conference with Dr. Blair and Mitchell Gibson, and people was buying them up like hotcakes. So I hope everybody can get it and start to breathe right as your walking practice. And for Trila. Um, remember, you, you, Aline gave you two more breaths, so you got more things to regulate. Remember, you not don't mix. You know, so you got some spices that don't work in your cabinet. You don't put jerk sauce on every piece of chicken. Sometimes you bacon chicken, you don't want to put jerk on it. Most people don't. You have you ever tasted jerk curry chicken? It just don't go together. 
You know, you got to pick which one that you're going to use for certain things, right? So there's a certain time, certain frequency, and certain dosage that makes the meal go right. So that's my piece on the microcosmic orbit. And I don't want to, you know, I want to get back to Arlene, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, I know we got some more callers on the um, hey, on the line as well. So, uh, Sister Trialer, did we take care of you all right? Because I got to get to some more callers. Um, I have to answer a question about the um, candle magic also, right? Thank quick. you, thank you. I, uh, my apologies. No, oh, it's all right <laughs> because that's the reason why I asked about the um, microcosmic because she needs to know that, and that was the reason why I asked was because that um, Mantic Chia left that part out. And you've been teaching it here lately, so I knew I had to get you to talk about it, the differences between that, you know, um, because that is what is causing um, a lot of the homosexual confusion in which that is taking place right now in society. So um, it goes to what you were saying. The energy is going up the front, down the back for the men, and they're wondering why they have all these tendencies instead of going up the back and down the front. So um, we're seeing a lot of these things take place, and I'm glad that you broke that down. But let me um, give answer to a question. The candle magic is based on your chakra system, your endocrine gland, which is Roy G. Biff, red, orange, yellow, um, green, blue, indigo, violet. And, of course, you have brown, silver, black, reversible candle, um, you know, and gold. Now, all these particular frequencies um, – symbolizes a certain thing, like red symbolizes passion, sex, energy. Um, orange symbolizes nurturing, reproduction. Um, yellow symbolizes intelligence. Um, green symbolizes healing, rejuvenation. All right? Um, blue symbolizes communication. Indigo symbolizes um, spiritual um, enlightenment, psychic awareness and psychic abilities being developed. Um, violet, which is also purple, symbolizes um, have reached their spiritual levels. Um, also with white and gold symbolizes those crown chakra colors in which that um, repel negative energy. Um, it induces um, supreme healing as well as also spirituality, all right, um, and spiritual gifts, all right. So... Um, black symbolizes the absorption of energy as well as also supreme balance. Brown symbolizes grounding energy as well as also gold, as I already mentioned, symbolizes healing, supreme healing. And silver symbolizes that moon or lunar energy in which that also deals with open and activating psychic abilities. So the silver will be symbolic to the pituitary gland, the gold the white and the purple or violet would be symbolic to the crown chakra, which is the pineal gland. Um, the blue symbolic to the thyroid and parathyroid glands. Um, the green, as well as the secondary color pink, symbolic to the heart and the thymus gland. The um, yellow be symbolic to the pancreas, the liver, digestive system, stomach. The um, orange symbolic to the navel chakra, the sacral area, and the red would be symbolic to the genitalia, the ovaries, the testes, the prostate gland, the uterus, etc. So when you light these particular candles, um, know the meaning behind them and the frequencies, and as well as also this tones in which that resonates with each of these particular um, chakras in which that you can learn from um, Lynn Horowitz's website, 
as well as also um, Dr. Um, um, Mitchell Gibson, as well as also from um, Manti Chia and different other practitioners in which that give the five uh, various sounds. Also, Ron Neffer has that information with his um, Qigong teachings of the five particular organ sounds, as well as Master Sanyata has taught myself, as well as also Sifu Kair, um, these particular methods um, also. So get with someone, as Coach Kair stated, who can teach you these particular sciences so that you can become more endowed and um, and show thyself approved and master these things, because that's what this is all about, is self-mastery. But in order to gain self-mastery, you must be taught by those who have gained somewhat of that mastery, and being that Master Sanyata has been doing this for 50 years, it behooves each and every one of us to sit up under someone who has been teaching this long and have been studying and mastering these particular components. All right? Um, so um, that's what I have to say about that. Hopefully I answered your question on the science and magic. You did answer my question and plus some. Oh, right, all right. Thank you very much. We aim to please around here at Original Native Radio. You are now rocking with the best. If you want to get your call in on the phone number is 347-205-9089. Press 1, and we will bring you in the building. I got a... um. I got one of your old school students in the building. He he respects you from afar and near, Aleem. I called him earlier because I wanted to give him a um want to give him an opportunity to get in here and holler at you. Every I remember the first time you came to Black Wednesdays, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get Aleem to come down. He was like, you know, Aleem Bay. I was like, yeah, that's my man. He was like, oh man, I be seeing all his videos. Da, 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 da. And then when y'all, you know, what I'm saying when you got there. It was just, you know, we used to meet in the basement at North Carolina A&T and go in for hours, you know, hours, just killing them. So I wanted to bring a young brother in. He part of my Young Summer program. Um, you have to get your Ph.D. before you're 30. He's had a little baby, you know what I'm saying, since the last time you've seen him. He got his master's degree in computer science. He's been over to China doing, doing the research and doing the work, walking the walk, you know what I'm saying, quietly. Um, but he carries a he, he carries a big stick. You know, he, I think his birthday is in August. I think he had double seven of diamonds. You know, so he all about his honest hustle, too. But he got his studies on, and he's a real profound cat. I'm real proud of him. I want to bring my man Third Eye in. Third Eye, your mic is open. Hey, peace. What's going on, man? Peace. How are you? Congratulations on the newborn. Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. He's uh, four months old now, so, you know, trying to build him up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I I just called in for a quick sake just to comment on what you were saying. And just ask your question afterwards. But, yeah, definitely what you're saying about thoughts, you know, where people really have to control their thoughts and what they're thinking. Because, you know, when you think stuff, it goes into the ethers and then potentially manifests itself. So, you know what I'm saying? If you want something like a million dollars, something like that, you know, you can't just think it. You have to uh, do mantras, write it down every day, you know, speak it twice or whatnot until it unfolds. And then just, just watch the magic happen, you know, with that. And um, I remember you just talking about people like, Pascal Beverly Randolph, who writing type of textual books and stuff like that. So, um, I, I also want to say that um, also, sorry, I'm cold. 
um, that, yeah, for, for people who, you know, who think that this type of work is just some, um, you know, off-the-wall type stuff, I mean, go ahead and show him, um, go ahead and show him a, a book called, hello? All right, go ahead, go ahead, that was my phone. All right. Yeah, 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 for, for people who think this is some off-the-wall stuff, go ahead and uh, show him a book um, by Napoleon Hill, The Think and Grow Rich. That's what, what we're talking about right now. It's right in that book, like every single detail. I mean, he, he talks about the thoughts going into ethers, using your, your sexual drive to uh, to manifest your goals and everything. So, I mean, if, if they think this type of stuff is far-fetched, show them that book. You know what I'm saying? Just break them in, you know, easily and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and then uh, my my uh, my question was, uh, Farleen, um I've been doing a lot of research about, you know, using your sexual energy or, you know, using that energy to manifest your goals. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff that, you know, that I've been wanting to manifest. And then um, I remember watching a video um, on YouTube. It's by T. Freeman L., uh, The Realm of the Eastern Star. And, you know, he, he was talking about um, how when you, how when a man ejaculates, you know, it goes up your spine, and, you know, uh, hits in your brain, your third eye. And then um, I was wondering, like, our sperm, um, does it does it really have like um, parts of gold in it? Because I remember he, he was touching about that earlier, and I was just, just trying to really confirm about that. Because I've been doing some research about it, but I haven't found any concrete evidence about it yet. Um, yes, that is true. It does. Uh, you know, I mean, um, sperm, you know, has that light at the head area, in which that actually is symbolic to. Um, the sun disc in which that when you become a master, you resonate that same light at the head area or crown, which is referred to as a halo. But you actually come here, um, the sperm actually has that. You know, at, you know, um, as you come forth and you're being gushed forth from out of your father into the mother. So you come here like that already, you know, as a Christ figure, you know. And what, what um, Master C. Freeman L. was talking about is that the sperm travels out of 777,777,777 cells. The one, which is the Christ force, travels up the spinal column. Everyone knows who that is because it is the most powerful magnetic um, sperm in the batch. And that sperm travels up the spinal column, all 33 vertebrae, symbolic to um, the degrees of Freemasonry, as well as also Jesus down at the age of 33, mm -hmm. to get baptized in the River Jordan, by John the Baptist, or Ampu, which is symbolic to the third eye, you know, in which that um, is from it, which the soul is embedded inside of the third eye, in which that received the spark of life via to the sperm, and the sperm travels back down the spinal column um, to the um, prostate, and um, as well as also to the scrotum sac or the testes to be gushed forth. And when it is gushed forth, you know, it takes those conscious memories of the of the seven chakras of endocrine glands, which is melanin centers also, and take those conscious levels of information in which that is stored up within the males, um, seven generations on his um on his um mother and father's side and then brings that information um into the womb of the woman. And when it is gushed forth, you know, and um into the woman um, that information is, is um, propelled, you know, into the egg. And, of course, that's mitochondrial DNA. And that, mm -hmm. that mitochondrial DNA um, doesn't dissipate as scientists would have people to believe what it does. It, is, it assimilates as part of the um, larger um, mitochondrial DNA or information on which that is within the woman. And 
her mitochondrial DNA is more abundant, all right, because she has double X chromosomes, while the man only have an XY chromosome. So there's like 2.8% of genetic material in which that is missing, in which that makes us the males, which is a, which actually is a degenerative female, you know, because um, the woman was on the planet Earth for at least 150 to 200,000 years before the male species came into existence. And the reason why um, and how we came into existence because the rays of the sun comes down um, in reverse form, in reverse fashion. Instead of an XY chromosome, it comes down in YX chromosome. And so hence the reason why we call the SON because we got our formation um, from the SUN. And the woman, according to Hilton Otimas in the book of, Sec- of um, Secrets of Regeneration, he speaks about in the ancient times, um, that the immaculate conception was possible because the women were actually open up a vaginal canal during sun worship, and the solarphatic energies of the sun were, would impregnate her because there's a sac um, above her um, um, above her um, ovaries, which is called the Bartholian glands, in which that um, actually produces semen or semen-like substance, all right, and sperm. You know, and so the woman actually um, had the ability in order to reproduce within herself. And, of course, she has degenerated, you know, from that androgynous state in which that she was once at, you know, being able to, um, you know, conceive within herself. And now um, it is up to both of us in order to unify those particular um, energy. So this is what C. Freemanel actually essentially was talking about, and that sperm does have gold. Um, in it, you know, um, as well as also all of the elements. I mean, you look on the back of a cereal box, you know, um, you eating iron, you know, you eating um, copper, <laughs> you know. Um, these are the things in which that is um, within the foods, you know, in which that we eat, especially real food. You know, I just use the, you know, cereal box as an example, but when you get to raw foods, um, um, veggies and um, fruits, I mean, you eating the elements, you know, you eating gold, silver, um, you know, various, you know, elements. And so one of the most dominant elements at one time was gold. And matter of fact, it actually made our skin more green in coloration or more of a greenish tint. And when a child is born, actually you can look at the child around the area of the lower back area and you would see a greenish tint. Um, mm-hmm. On the child's back, in which that that at one time was throughout our whole body, you know that was one time throughout the whole body. You know our whole um, body used to um, be that coloration, you know all that tint, you know. So um, this is where you have Esther in the Bible is being green, as well as uh, um, also or Osiris being green, and, and um, also the Isis being green. Um, within the um, Pehem Heru texts and so forth and so on, known as the Green Ones, or Al-Qadir within the Quran being known as the Green One, which is a form of Melchizedek. All of that is symbolic to those, those same aspects. You know, um, Dr. York teaches on that um, in his book, The Melanite Children. So, I mean, these are just things that definitely we have gold, and so when you take gold, is is um, something in which to help with the rejuvenation process. That's what's up. That's what's up. Third eye, come on, man. You be asking, you be, you keep about 16 notebooks around you. I know 
I know you want to be nice and let somebody else get in, but you got the doctor on the line right now, and we're talking about sex and orgasms and healing. You know, go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, if you got to get another one in, <laughs> go ahead and get them off. Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm on the go right now. My phone's about to go out. So I'm good with that question. It's the only question I have right now. So, you know. <laughs> well, let's let's get into the different orgasms because that's, that's what we wanted to get into, too. Of course, we're talking about the vaginal orgasm, the clitoris orgasm, the anal, and even the most important one is the full body orgasm, which that Coach Kyle was speaking about. Well, you know, hold on before you get into that. Before the brother get off the line, this is also the brother who's designing the website for the Tamaray Project. So I want him, I, I want him to give his contact information out in case somebody uh, wants to get a website build or they need an app or they need an app. I know the brother down there in Florida right now pushing his app for the Android and the iPhone. That's the kind of cats that we rolling with over here in the Young Summer program. We over here doing that next level type stuff. So if there's anybody that's got a good idea or if y'all want. To, you know, get a hot site made, and this brother is nasty. Um, Third Eye, can you give him your contact information? Yeah, um, you can just Google me, Michael Purnell, M I C H A E L P U R N E L L, and I should be like the first page to come up. And or you can just go uh, hit me up, michaelpurnell.com, or or info at michaelpurnell.com. So just you know, you, you can easily find me. Trust me on Facebook. I'm gonna I'm gonna tires and Ali Bay's friends anyway. So you know. Your brother's real humble, but I wish I had 10% of all that scientific stuff as far as with the computers because all I know is cut the power button on and hit reset. As a matter of fact, um, Coach Kaya put up a um, picture of um, of me, Brother um, Michael, and um, several other brothers um, um, at one of the um, first lectures that we did at A&T. Oh, yeah. That was epic. That was epic right there. I think he still got the footage. I think he still got the footage on his on his Mac. We was just trying to get it in that night. Yeah. Well, look, big brother, I'm going to put you back on mute. If your phone stay on, stay on. But I, or you ain't got to hang up. But I'm going to let Arlene get into, this, um, get into this deal about the orgasms. We got about 15 minutes before the line cuts in the, in the, in the chat. But if you're on the line right now, you're good. So don't wait until the last minute to try to call in, 347-205-9089, because we're going to have a small after party, too. So y'all get that call-in number in shortly, and press 1 if you got a question, especially when we get talking about these different types of orgasms. All right, Third Eye, I'm going to holler at you in a minute. All right, man, peace. All right, kiss the baby. All right. All right, Aileen, let's get on into it. Yeah, as we were saying, you know, um, the most important was the full body orgasm in which that that's what you was talking about, you know, that one-eighth, tenth of a second of um, spasms, you know, vaginal spasms, you know, um, from the um, G-spot area within the um, woman's womb about an inch and, you know, and a half to three inches inside of it, you know, um, in which that swells up and which that produces um, that um, that orgasm, you know, um, not just the vaginal but also um, what we would call the skeet, skeet, skeet. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, we gonna get to that in a second. But what I what I had was that there was a recent brain um, imaging study done by some Swedish researchers who showed that relaxation is the single most important factor in bringing a woman to orgasm. Which is why my business is called Relaxation Is the Key. Exactly, and so the study shows that it takes. 15 to 40 minutes for the average woman to even reach orgasm. So two minutes, 
you know, brothers, uh, one-minute men, um, sorry. You know, you got to learn how to step it up to 15 to 40 minutes or more, you know, for the average woman to reach it. And oftentimes the woman holds back because she thinks that she has to pee. But I'll get to that in a second. Let's get to one of these relaxation um, breathing exercises in which that um, helps with that. You know, and this is good for men and women to actually practice um, prior to the sexual act, you know, um, you know, you will want to um, exhale completely through the um, mouth, making a whoosh noise. Use your mouth and inhale quietly through your nose to a mental count of four, you know, and uh, exhale completely through your mouth and then making a whoosh noise, um, you know, um, after you hold your breath for a count of seven and making that um, exhaling with that whoosh noise for a count of eight. So actually it would be like you breathing in for a count of four, holding it for a count of seven, and then breathing out your mouth with a whoosh noise which for a count of eight. And this is one breath. You know, you can do that um, at least four um, breaths, and that will help relax the body, um, you know, prior to that um, particular um, episode, you know. And so... You know, these are things in which that, you know, you can um, master, you know. And so we also know that there's, like, two basic types of um, female um, orgasm are common that can be um, excreted during a sexual arousal. Um, the clinical term is basically, is, um, you know, the vaginal ejaculation and the um, the euthia, you know what I'm saying, um, ejaculate fluid, you know. And some women, you know, due to the tilt of the womb or the uterus, you know, um, they can actually experience, you know, an orgasm during, um, you know, during anal penetration. You know, that's something else in which that, you know, isn't spoken on. Besides with just, you know, what we're getting ready to get into, you know, because there's one most common scene in the culture, of course, you know, is the vaginal ejaculation, which, you know, that's the lubricants in which that the vaginal walls, you know, start to ooze, you know, out during the sexual arousal. And most people probably notice that it's like a milky, um, whitish, you know, color, you know, ranging in the thickness and the odor based on the women's diet and overall and overall health, you know, and that um, the phase she is experiencing within her or either the phase that she's experiencing, you know, within her menstrual cycle, which is also um, another reason for um, the notice of the odor base. Now, there's some glands called the Bartholian glands in which that is displayed at the um, endocrine gland um is right on the, I guess you can say, like, or right on the um, posterior, slightly to the posterior of the left and right of the opening of the vagina, all right? And um, they secrete um, minute drops, droplets of um, mucus, which is basically clear to milky whitish color to lubricate the vagina. Um, it's similar to um, the glands within the males in which that produce the prostate um, fluid. And um, fluid, you know, you know, I think um, there was, a good book on it. You can get the phenomenal book written by Hilton Tima. He wrote called The Secrets of Regeneration, in which that he speaks about this. Um, now, the the second one is something on which that isn't spoken of too much. The urethral um, ejaculation is what we refer to when we describe the female ejaculation, and that is actually the least common. It's the watery ejaculation that sprays or gushes out, and it's one that is the generally least known about, you know. Um, and most women don't even 
know or have never experienced that, you know. And so the question is, well, what is in this fluid, you know? Um, well, one of the myths is that it's urine. Well, it's not urine, you know. Unlike urine, that comes from the parauthial or what is called the skinny glands, um, which is um, located at the anterior walls of the vagina. This comes actually from the swelling up of the G-spot actually during the sexual arousal. Moreover, it is nearly impossible to urinate while ejaculating, you know what I'm saying, because the muscular contractions of the orgasm closes off the bladder that prevents the passage of urine. So scientists have found that the fluid contains levels of glucose, which is like sugar, and the enzymes, which is like prosthetic um, acid, or what is called phosphate, and um, it's like a, um, basically a characteristic of the major component in semen, you know, like prostate fluid. You know, and there's also two other substances that's contained in the fluid, and um, is urea and creatine, or creanine, you know what I'm saying, which is uh, found in urine. So it's a unique substance, you know, and unlike the heavier and thicker fluid you know, that you would um, typically see, you know, when a woman is wet or has a vaginal orgasm, this is different. This shoots out um, the urea, you know, um, you know, and this is the one in which that, you know, women don't understand about, you know, and most women can get actually up to like one and a half to two cups of this fluid when ejaculating, you know, and this is based on how hydrated, you know, the woman is, of course, you know, how much alkaline water she's getting in her system. And one of the main reasons that the women do not know that they can do it is because women will often feel like they need to urinate. And when they are really, you know, ready to experience, expelled the ejaculation, you know what I'm saying? And because they think that the urine will come out, they will not. So they hold back. This is what and, 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 and this is a real important part right here. I ain't mean to cut your wisdom, God, but um, us not having the opposite of proper education is shame. You know, right. it goes back to that where um, I'm in some groups on Facebook where the sister was like, she can squirt, but sometimes she's embarrassed by the ability to squirt. But really, the amount of water, primal waters, that she is able to secrete shows her is the barometer of how far into the ancient realm or her Akashic records that she can travel during an orgasm. And not just that, it's also that if the man actually drinks forth from this fluid, then he actually can heal himself and, and rejuvenate his system because um, this is full of, um, um, according to the Sanskrit teachings, kalij, um ojas, and you know, and so forth. In other words, all types of nutrients of um, of immortality is located within this particular fluid. <laughs> Tell them about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, women, you have to understand the signs of the G spot is located at the top of the vaginal canal, about an inch and a half to three inches inside of the vaginal um, womb or the vaginal canal. You know, and of course, you know, it got its name in 1981 after this German gynecologist, you know, called Ernest on Grafenberg. But you know, forget him. Just call it a G spot, the goddess spot. All right. Um, it's the bean. It's like a little bean shape. No area inside the vagina, and uh, many women basically report that it's an androgynous um, zone. You know, it's a reflexology zone, and then the G spot is an extension of the clitoris. 
and that is the cause of the vaginal orgasm and also of the um, um, uterine um, orgasm or, you know, ejaculation. So um, you have to familiarize yourself with that particular gland, sisters. That's what's up. Yo, what I'm going to do right now, something I don't normally do, I'm going to bring on a surprise guest. They ain't even got their hand raised, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to get some feedback because I like to take barometers. Some people say, oh, well, y'all know each other. Y'all just y'all just doing the show and just, you know, just going on and on and on. What about if somebody ain't getting it? So I'm going to just go ahead and pick me somebody random right quick um, and just let them give me just a little feedback. Um, they knew that, I mean, I've been knowing this person for a minute, but I think they um, – I just start listening to the show. I just want to make sure test the waters a little bit to make sure we're giving up some good content. Uh, uh, caller from the nine one zero four eight eight down there in Cedar Creek. Can I get you? Uh, your mic is wide open. What's going on with you, God? Nah, nothing, man. Just sitting back listening, man. Just sitting back. That's what's up. That's what's up. How you enjoying the show so far tonight? Man, I'm enjoying it, man. Me and my lady were sitting here talking about it just then. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You trying to tell me you got your queen listening to the show tonight? Yeah, I got the queen in here with me. We just talking about it. We debating on it, going back and forth. What's 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 one of the good qualities, you know what I'm saying, that you think that she put, uh, picked up from it tonight or that you picked up? Um, just, uh, I guess, you know, just knowing the, knowing about the female body uh, more. You know, just, just knowing how different parts of the, the female body works, you know, and, and mine too, you know. But, you know, just, you know, I, 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 hey, you, you ain't dropping enough bombs, i tell you that. <laughs> uh, I ain't dropping enough bombs tonight. Yeah, you ain't dropping enough bombs tonight. He rapid fire though, man. I'm doing the best I can to keep up, but he rapid fire. He already got about 42 in the first quarter. That's why I said we're gonna do a part two to the show. I knew everything wasn't gonna go down tonight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna get you too, man. You know that, right? <laughs> That's good. I hope I can get good. Now I can get a trip. Now I can get a visit. That's what I, you know, what I'm saying. If I gotta go through and pull these, pull these type of measures so I can get a visit. I have to do some of these extreme measures sometimes. Eileen, this is my man Bass right here. He been following you for a minute, man. He been he used to tell me long time ago about y'all when y'all was at the um flea market in Fayetteville. This one of the brothers who turned me on to the information. So I ain't bringing the brother on to embarrass him. I'm giving I'm calling the brother on to give him his props. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the lessons that he taught me long time ago was he, this was the brother who first showed me my uh, uh, supreme alphabets and supreme mathematics. This was the brother who showed me, you know what I'm saying, that the sun was 93 million miles away from the planet Earth. And he said, man, what if when we was little we knew these lessons when we were 12 years old? So I just wanted to bring him on, Eileen, because we always been about the children because we've been motivated to think about, you know, we don't have to go through certain paths in our life, but if we would have had these particular teachings, you know, when we were young, how much different our lives would be, you know, growing up, you know, and now as responsible parents, how we want to have better for our children. You feel what I'm saying, Eileen? Oh, yeah, I feel you, and that's necessary. Yeah, all right, base. I'm gonna put you back on mute, Lord. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. I love y'all, man. Appreciate all you, right. Yeah, all right. you ain't gotta hang up. I'm just putting you back on mute, all right? Oh, brother, I'm remember not, us I'm when we was back in the um, early '90s when we was walking around with Master Sanyada's book in our pockets? 
That's what's up. That's what's up. Long time ago. Long time ago. That's when y'all was dressed in white. And and we was in the street very hard. Very right. hard. We was not on the righteous intent at that particular time. Okay, look, we got two minutes before the after party. If you're in the chat room and you want to continue on listening to where we're getting ready to go, you better call in. Three, four, it's my fault. You don't have to call in. It would be in your best interest because it's going to cut off. I don't want to have anybody. You trying to tell me what to do. No, I'm not. 347-205-9089. You got about 60 seconds. Everybody who's in the chat right now, you're good to go. We rolling. My big shout-outs, Mama Paolo down there in Atlanta. Of course, I done already hollered out to Cedar Creek. Uh, Who else I got in the building? the 850, Phillies in the building, Nev Hat, Show Enough, um, what else? Who else? I've seen a couple other people. Of course, Butter Dragon. I'd like to give, you know, shout outs to everybody in the chat room. Dion, Shanette, y'all need to go over there and check out at become-u.com because we got more than one teacher. You And we're talking about looking for teachers and qualifications. Find somebody who resonates with you. I was talking to my mama about that today, about finding a good teacher. Big ups to... Um, Big ups to my man Leo's son to tune in to the show. Big ups to all my first-time listeners tonight. Uh, big ups to uh, Omi Funke, all the guests we got in the chat, Ray of Light, Rose Jordan, uh, San Yu up out of D.C., Misha Intercell, out in Vegas, uh, Eric Horton, that rascal ride with me everywhere. 313 Conscious Empress. She got the mustard seeds on steroids over there kicking in Detroit. And we are going to Detroit shortly. So, Detroit, if you listening, make sure Coach Kyer, KTL, Blue and Red Pill, we coming. And if we can get Aleem to follow up in that rascal too, we coming up in there with a strong force. We talking about making y'all the love capital of the United States versus the murder capital of the United States. We're getting ready to turn this whole thing around with some quantum leaping. We're going to quantum leap around here. We, we're going to make some things happen through the spirit of meditation and sexual energy. If we can get the brothers to support the sisters properly and come in with their proper techniques and the sisters can um, have more trust and be more relaxed when they go into this orgasmic state, the visualization that we can have can be out of this world. I want to make sure we can get somewhere like... Um, uh, Juju Mama had came to A and T one night, and we had we had finished the lecture in um, the union, and then we had moved over to another hall that was a lot bigger, and we had 50 people in there, 25 females and 25 men, and we were showing the brothers how to bring women to orgasm without touching them. And when you see 25 women fully dressed in an orgasmic state. It's unbelievable. Like it's, it's it's like something I had never seen before, and just the energy in there. How and and it was nothing like no freak show or nothing like that because brothers never thought it was possible. So here you got eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old, you know what I'm saying, young men learning about honor and integrity in in the orgasm and how to respect it. You know what I mean? And it was a lot of hugging going on, a lot of crying going on, and probably afterwards it might have been a lot of good sex going on because. When the women come out of this state, they are highly aroused. They are very sensitive. And this is brothers where the rubber meets the road, where you come in with the right intention, you can manifest something like within 48 to 72 hours. And I know a lot of people, you know, talking about sex magic, but this is not sex magic. This is not, this is real love. 
the quality of it has to be real love, real love. Arlene, uh, you want to talk about the faculty and the emotion of love for a second before we move on to the rest of the after the party? Arlene. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about the faculty of love? Because Senyata was talking about love a lot as being the grief that turns the wheel. Can you talk about the emotion of love dealing with the holy orgasm and the science of sex and healing? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Master Senyata teaches us, you know, um, that, you know, you can use the lust energy, but you have to transform it into love. And the highest transformation of that love is unconditional love. So that means that when we become, you know, uh, when we're not judgmental, you know, in our love, that's unconditional love, you know, and that's what we have to get to the point of is when we don't judge, you know, um, things are as they are, you know, and you are simply flowing, you know, with the, you know, with the ebb tide, you know, of, you know, this time and space, you know, in which that we are going through right now as you live in the now, you know, and the love, of course, is expressed through, um, everything was that you do, whether it's through speech or through, um, you know, touch, you know, or through thought, you know, there always has to resonate love. And um, when you put out love, love comes back to you. You know, that, that is the attractive quality of life is love itself. You know, God is love. So when we talk about when you do Qigong or Tai Chi or Prana, um, healing or pranayama, you know, that's what you're drawing in is that love factor, you know. And so as you work more with that love, you experience that love. You can become, in, you know, you embody that love. You know, you can feel the love all around you. And then when you transmit that love to someone else, is one of the greatest pleasures on the planet. Mm, and that's crazy. I was um, checking over here on my Facebook page, and I see um, Wisdom Sila 1L she had posted a picture earlier today, and it says the best love is the one that makes you a better person without changing you into someone other than yourself. Exactly. It has to be non-judgmental. Exactly. That's love. Right. And, it, and, it's got, and it's got to start with yourself, the faculty of self-love. A lot of people, the brother asked me, or he, he, he had posted a question in the chat about, you know, finding the right teacher or, you know, what if your teacher is, you know, he ain't no good or whatever. And I said, well, you got to emanate it from yourself. You know, when you have a good re uh, relationship with yourself, that's the only time that you'll start to manifest one of these teachers because you don't really find them. You manifest them when you're ready. But when you're not ready, you might run into a, a, a crappy teacher who take you for your money or, you know, something like that. I'm not, I'm definitely not a proponent for that. You know, I want to give them the guillotine. I can't stand a teacher who's not honorable, especially in these sacred arts. You know, they just, they, uh, I'm sick of them. But you also got to notice whoever you come in contact with is also a reflection of your own particular growth level. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that was a big lesson when I learned Senyata. He was a barometer of how far I had grown in my particular studies. When I ran into Dr. Malachi Z. York, he was a barometer of how far I had came into my studies. When I ran into Farrakhan or I ran into the Five Percenters or when I met my, you know what I'm saying, when, uh, when even when Bass brought, when, even, when, even when Bass God brought them lessons to my attention, they were in the closet in the apartment that I was staying in. 
They, he he went in and found these lessons and was like, man, it's been in the closet. You're not even studying this. And I was like, wow, sitting right here on top of it. And he made knowledge born to me, and we was in the trap house. But we still had our lessons. You see what I'm saying? And so I think it was me and my desire, which is the, which is the component for everybody, the desire to move forward, to improve upon ourselves, and to love ourselves, and to be respected and to be cared for. Wouldn't you agree, Arlene? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what's up. So um, we're going to talk about the orgasm tonight. What else What else did I have on the, on the bill for this first half of the show? Sex, orgasms, healing, the metaphysics of it, and real talk. Re- let's go into just a little bit about the importance of an honest, open communication between partners in a relationship if people want to um, start to come down this path. What's the what's the importance of real talk in an orgasmic or or uh, a, a highly science of sexuality relationship? How how important is honesty to to your to you yourself and your partner at all times? Well, it should be on most high, you know, because I mean you're dealing with um, each other's emotions, and those emotions, you know, deals with negative and positive qualities, and the more that you can bestow positive qualities upon the emotions, you know, such as love, you know, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, or et cetera, you know, then um, you bring forth a godly, you know, environment. If you heap negative um, things upon a a relationship, then, of course, you're going to heap forth um, negative and devilish um, qualities, and your surrounding will be negative. So, I mean... Is based on your thoughts, based on your speech, is based on your behavior and actions. And oftentimes, when a relationship is real close, um, no words have to be said. Um, you you pick up almost instantly on each other's frequency and um, and auric field. Mm, exactly. Now, in the rough moments, you know what I'm saying. Of, of course, it's cool when we. Um, when everything is hunky-dory, but what about when things are not cool? How important is it, you know, when we might get heated or we don't feel like being bothered by the other partner? You know what I'm saying? What are some of the, you know, and in relationships in the past, um, it's been passed down as a lesson to use sex as a weapon. Can you talk about how dangerous that is? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing, I mean, um, even when you are upset or blow up, I mean, you have to think about the way in which that the person actually makes you feel. You're not looking at that particular moment. That moment is just, you know, um, a particular instant in which that is taking place, you know. But you're thinking about, you know, should be the large part of how this person makes you happy and how you um, gain from the experience with being with them. And by doing so, you continue to uh, reap the benefits of positive energy, you know, now, of course, if you think about the moment or the instant in which that you are upset and you dwell on that and you continue dwelling on that, you know, throughout the day or, I mean, you're doing, you, you actually are doing more detrimental, you know, you know, injustice to yourself, you know, um, than you are to the other person. I mean, you're doing damage to your auric field. You are you're causing your auric field to shrink in and um, create leaks and holes within it so that these negative entities can become attached to it and 
that's the um sad part about it is that um you're doing it to yourself, you know, and the other person, you know, probably by that time is already, you know, no longer upset and ready to move on and start kissing you and loving you, but you're still holding on to that grudge, and that's some <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> that's the real talk. Eileen said that's some dumb shit. <laughs> I got my other. I got another guest calling in the queue. I ain't seen him in a minute. He used to fall up in black. Um, up in Black Wednesdays too. He always got something to say, and and he got one of the most unique astrological charts I've ever seen. Uh, Caller from the nine one nine six four nine. My homie Madison, your mic is live. What you got going on tonight? Nothing much, man. Just listening. Just listening. Peace, peace on Lee Bay. Peace, peace out. Up. How you? Doing all right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How you yeah. enjoying the show tonight, big brother? I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying it. You're always bringing something. Um, I need to dig into more. You always got a perspective. I need to get more information on. You know, I like the easy way. I wish I could just tell me everything and what I need to do to, you know, to see outer space and all that. But I know it's a lot to it. And y'all just scratching the surface. Madison showing his humility tonight. You know what I'm saying? Telling that that's honesty. Madison practicing that first virtue. Madison be like, man, just tell me I just want the easy route. But say so you so you realize that tonight it ain't no shortcuts on the spiritual path. Oh, oh yeah, not just tonight. Yeah, I already knew, but yeah, I'm just saying it out loud for sure. It's no shortcut to uh, to anything that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, you uh, you got a question or a comment, or you want me to, or, or you just holding on before we move to this next section? Um, I got plenty of questions. I don't want to change the subject too much. I got to be honest. Like I said, I'm not educated on uh, the holy orgasm and all that, so I'm just I don't really I don't have a question not, not right now. Thank you very much, because you know good and well if you went into some damn law books, I would have muted your ass. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. Came in here with that sovereignty shit tonight, and we up in here trying to make love. We'd have some damn problems up in this rascal. Wanna con- <laughs> you gotta leave Bay on there, it's a leave Bay man. He, he, I know he, I, you know, I can, I know I can ask him a whole lot of things. Man. Nah, not why I got my, not why I'm close to this mute button. You can't. All right, man. appreciate you having the show. Peace out. <laughs> all right, peace, Madison. I'm gonna holler at you later. All right, all right. All righty. <laughs> now, hey, and that's the other reason, and, and, and that's another thing I was so glad about tonight, how we had a whole conversation, and a lot of people, you know, they do know Eileen Bay from, oh, man, let's talk about sovereignty. Let's talk about winning in court and court survival and yada, yada, yada. What about love? You know what I'm saying? What about our particular relationships that we got going on that can keep us out of a situation like this? If you want to win in court, you need to be winning in the bedroom. You need to be winning inside the house, not, you know what I'm saying, spending your time. Do you know how frustrating it is to uh, to the women when they see their Moorish mate just over there, he just up late at night just doing all this studying, and she over there with her yoni just wet and moist, and she want to give him some good loving and perform some miracles for him, and he don't even want to come over there and honor that? Ooh, I call that backward science right there. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> you got to balance it out, people. It's important that you balance it out and don't. 
don't don't even don't get don't get don't get caught up. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't overly get caught up either in um just it's all about sex either. You know because there's got to be moderation in all things. So you know, but sometimes we got to have a particular healing. Let's talk about that for a little bit, Eileen. Us uh, the healing aspect of this science of sex. We, we talked a little bit about it. Maybe you want to go into some of the reflexology points. A lot of people are really interested in that. I kind of held off for that. You know, people want to know, well, what position do I want to go into and yada, yada, yada. Can you talk a little bit about some of the uh, reflexology parts of the penis or of the, you know what I'm saying, of, or of the yoni that um, that people need to be aware of? Yeah, well, you know, like, for example, the... Um the penis, you know, um, the head of it, you know, symbolizes the pineal gland. Right up underneath that is the pituitary gland, the prostate gland, um, the adrenaline, the thymus, and the heart area, which is right around the rim, along with the um, lungs, you know, um, at the top of the head. And then on the shaft part, it symbolizes the um, spleen, um, the mouth, as well as also the stomach and the pancreas. And then right up underneath about... um an inch and a half down on the shaft um, to three inches of the eyes and the small intestines, and then um, about another um, um, two inches or so further down, you have the large intestines, the kidneys, the ears, the bladder, and then, of course, the testes, you know, are connected to all the glands. So when you talk about reflexology zones of the male sexual organ, you know, um, all of the organs are located uh, within the testicles, you know, um, their connections. And so um, that's how that is. And then the woman, um, uterus or vaginal canal is the exact same way, you know, in which that um, at the entrance, you know, you have the clitoris in which that symbolizes the pineal gland, you know, um, going back, you know, the pituitary gland, going inside, you know, um, to the G-spot area, which symbolizes the heart area, you know, um, going up and around the lungs and, you know, the spleen area, the stomach and the pancreas going further down or up into the canal, about another um, three um, inches or so is the liver, um, the eyes, the small intestines, and then um, going near the cervix area, um, you get the large intestine, the kidneys, the ears, the bladder, and then, of course, um, right around near the cervix area, it connects to all of the glands. So in the exact same way um, as the penis, um, the vaginal canal correlates to it also. So this is why it's imperative um, to know the science of um, phenology, which is based on um, the ears, the eyes, the facial features, the fingers. You know, it tells you um, the size of the male member you know, as well as also with the female um, vaginal canal and how um, well they fit together. Mmm, mmm. If y'all want to get a tip on what Eileen just described to you all, it's called the perfect fit. And you can find that one of the references is the Tao of Sexology, T-A-O, the Tao of Sexology. It's a white book um, by Stephen Chang, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-G, E.N. Stephen Chang, the Tao of Sexology, the Deer Exercises are in there, but that whole reflexology and erogenous points 
of the male and um, female organs um, are in there and understanding about that. Sometimes, you know, because that's what I was going to ask you. You know, I was gonna, now the conversation has moved because the last thing you talked about was the vagina, and I was going to talk about women getting digmatized. But I want to talk about, you know, even in the street terms, we're still using the metaphysics because when brothers, they be, you know what I'm saying, the, the woman is going down performing fellatio on them, what does the, what does the brother say? Let me get some head or let me get some brain. And then you said that the, that the tip of the penis has to do with the uh, two of the largest organs inside the brain. Exactly. Right. So even in the hood, when somebody's talking about, yeah, let me get some brain, let me get some head, or uh, when a brother is talking maybe to his, you know, in the streets, and he says, man, you know, the head was so good, I was losing my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you find sometimes doctors tell heart attack patients that um, or heart attack survivors that they have to refrain from um, from, from that, um, yeah, from stimulation from oral sex. Right, right. Which I know if it was me, I had to damn kick my foot. I'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about? I got to refrain." What you talking about? Some of the greatest things in the world. But anyway, that's me personally. Let me not tell all my damn business. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the um, one of the things that I wanted to suggest to the sisters um, is a form of phallic worship. Now, not that you put in the phallic symbol of the penis before God, but that's just a term that they would use in the ancient times for analyzing um, the penis and going through like almost with a fine-tooth comb. And it's the same, you know, it's just the opposite for the brothers worshiping the yoni, where you would go in and take careful attention um, to every centimeter. A lot of brothers, you know, go down there and just want to dive down there and just, you know, something that you saw on a on a movie or something that you, um, it, I'm going to just skip to it. Don't let your last experience with a female be what your next experience is with the next female. Females don't like that. Take your time and examine the yoni. Sisters, same rule for you. Don't come in with the big head and saying, well, my um, all my stuff is so good that I don't have to take my time. If you are just getting started in a new relationship, um, I think that the the sacred sciences of sex as a bonding tool is probably one of the greatest things that you can do. So, uh, Master Senyata says he goes at least 30 days without having sex. You know what I'm saying? Even when he gets married or when he gets into a relationship. Uh, what do you think about that bonding period um, from taking it slow, Arlene, um, with couples? How do you think that could benefit them? I think it's necessary. I mean, because couples come in relationships with a lot of um, baggage, you know, a lot of emotional baggage, you know, a lot of repressed emotions, a lot of... um problems and dramas and traumas, you know, which that they bring into relationships, you know, to each other and which that ultimately creates karma. So, you know, um is about the signs of elimination, you know, elimination of those negative um emotions, entities and which that you bring in um to a relationship is, is is about eliminating them, like we said, removing those toxins from the body, re- removing those um those mental um entities 
you know, from the mind, from via the auric cell, you know, and cleansing yourself, whether it's from a 30-day um, sexual fast or from food or from, um, you know, negative thoughts, you know, speaking or whatever the case may be. It's a fast in which that is necessary in order to help with the cleansing process in which that um, you want to come into a relationship feeling refreshed and new, you know, and renewed and, um, you know, bringing your best, you know, the best to it and not, um, like you said, um, past, you know, things in which that you is bringing in from the last relationship or from the last male or female that you was with, you know, and the only thing you're doing is talking about how they made you sad, you know. Go ahead, go into the bag lady syndrome. Erica Badu made a song about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was getting ready to say it, but I'm you know, but I let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> that baggage that whole that whole that whole bringing bringing the baggage, man, that's a release. That's another that's another one of the services that I offer to Aleem is the EFT. Emotional freedom technique. And what I have found in the conscious really around the world, but in the conscious community we're carrying around a lot of emotional trauma drama. Right. Well, and you cannot read it out. You can't research out your emotional trauma and drama. That's why I be telling people, they say, well, I don't need no teacher. The teacher may not come to teach you anything, but he may be able to alleviate and eliminate some of the emotional drama that you got in your life. That's holding you up. That's holding your relationship from going to the next level. I see, I, I see people running, running as their answer. I call them sneaker relationships. Well, this nigga ain't shit or, sh- or she ain't shit. I'm going to go ahead and just put my shoes on and just run. I'm out of here. Okay, I want to be with this one right here. If you didn't get the last part straight, then the next piece of um, punani you get or the next piece of penis you get, you're going to have the same energy field because you attracted that. You created that scenario, and you didn't solve it. And most importantly is you didn't learn the lesson. You didn't learn the lesson. So you see all these serial monogamous relationships going on. You know, now I said the word monogamous, which a lot of people, you know, want to be into, but we got almost this epidemic of people wanting to be in polyamorous or polygamous relationships, and they're not even equipped, Arlene. They're not even ready. I agree. I mean, that's something in which that is um, something that's real serious. I mean, when you talk about um, a couple and then bringing someone else into that couple relationship, you know, uh, whether it's male or female, practicing poly um, polygamy or polygamy or polyandry, I mean, you're talking about, um, once again, a cleansing process that has to take place. You know, um, like you said, examining up the organs, um, making sure that um, – no one is coming in, you know, being detrimental to um, anyone else within the cipher. I mean, that's just the way that it is. And so, I mean, you have to look at qualities, you know, in which that can help bring, you know, something of help, you know, to um, that type of relationship, you know, um, not something in which that is being detrimental and that can tear, you know, things down, but something that can build it up. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. So um, that is the African proverb in which that is still relevant today, even though we don't practice it, it's something in which that we need to get back to because it is about nation building. And um, these are the things in which that we can utilize in order to do so, being that the whole agenda of the European or Albion right now is genetically anna- is genetic annihilation, you know, what's called genocide. 
in which that they are doing what is called population control agenda, in which that we are referred to as useless eaters, according to them, um, you know, and they want to eliminate over 4.4 billion people from the planet, preferably by drugs, famine, disease, war, you know, and et cetera. And we are playing into their hands by not practicing our African customs and traditions. So, I mean, that's the way that I see it. Mm, mm. Reclaiming our science, but also a lot of times we also get a little too narrow-minded. This is what happened to me um, down at the Life Harmony Conference um, when I was down there with Dr. Gibson and Dr. Blair, Elijah Grant, Jerry and Sandra, uh, Jerry and Sandra Miller, and my particular lecture was on the tantric lifestyle, living the tantric lifestyle 24 hours a day, not just in the bedroom. And I used the term yin and yang. Now, don't I use that term all the time, Aline? All the time. I mean, sure. How many times do we say it tonight? Right, but does that make me any less black or melanin or Moorish or Nubian or anything? What does that have to do? Is we talking about balance? That's my yacht. So the many things talking about Sadalta Mustakin, which is within Arabic means to straight and narrow path, or um, is um, better for a man to enter through the gates of heaven. You know, saying rich man enter through the gates of heaven than it is for what for um, no for poor man to enter through the gates of heaven than it is for a rich man to get through the gates. You know what I'm saying? Of a um, of a camel needle or whatever the case is. I mean, all of those things are symbolic to the fact of the straight and narrow path, uh, the middle path in which that is spoken of within Buddhism. So, yin and yang is nothing more than that middle path, and that's that's what runs up in between the black and white swirl is that middle path, that maya, that balance. Exactly. And so the brother comes and says. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna call out his sect, but he and he and my family. I got so many schools I done studied that anybody walk up on me, whether they five percent Christian, Muslim, they still my family. And so, and I got some fanatic cousins. You know, you got your cousin Ray Ray at the you know at the cookout, but he wasn't on no alcohol, but he was on the dogma side of the particular school, and he walks up and says, "Well, brother." Why did you use the word yin and yang? Why didn't you use an African term or a comedic term? Oh, and yeah, I know them types. I was like, what? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? What? Well, you know, I would have just said, well, my out for you, brother, all right? All right, peace. Um, I got to continue on here. <laughs> <laughs> but see, he he didn't say nothing during the lecture, and I sat right there and watched his face the whole time, and he was just like content and happy as a lark, to you know what I'm saying to to um you know to 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 be sitting there, but to listen to my whole demonstration, and then that's the one thing that you go you don't come to ask me about how to maintain an erection for longer than thirty minutes, how to have your woman come into multiple orgasms. How to uh, practice the breathing, you know what I'm saying, on a daily basis so you could have an orgasmic lifestyle for yourself. He didn't ask me about the ejaculation or he didn't ask me about the four virtues. He came and asked me about terminology. Terminology. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that just goes to show you how much it is important for Negroes to be correct and right. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, he done said it. Come on with it. Say it again. 
And like I said, that just goes to show you how Negroes, you know, with that mentality just have to be right and exact. They just have to be so right and so exact, you know. And regardless on if it's semantics, because that's what it is. I mean, okay, brother, um, if I said my yacht, would that satisfy you? Oh, it would? Okay, well, I say my yacht. Okay, um, if I said Sadat al-Muslim, if I was um, Muslim, would that satisfy you? Okay, well, I'm saying it. Okay, what about, what about if I was Buddhist? If I said the middle path, would that help you out? Okay. What if I said the Tao, because that's the way, you know, would that help you? That help? Okay. Well, I'm saying all of it. All right, now you get to just what the fuck I'm trying to make. <laughs> what was that? Hold up, hold up. I don't want my man. I don't want my man Bays to come jump on me. He a Sagittarius and he about an inch taller than me, so I ain't want no problem. He said I ain't dropping enough bombs. But yeah, I mean, please don't get caught up in the terminology, people. Feel the energy. If you got to make the translation in your head, don't miss the lesson because you get offended. Some of us are too sensitive, and we want everything Africanized for us. And you missed the lesson. They ain't some, never been to Africa. Ain't never been to Africa, and it's some banging white teachers out here. Everybody is not trying to destroy um, 4 billion people on the planet. It's a plan. It ain't going to be successful. But it's some, it's, it's some ill-ass teachers out here. If you if you've ever done Bagua with me and you've walked in the circle, our lineage right now, the lineage holder for the nine dragon uh Julong Bagua, Zhang is held by Dr. John Painter down in Texas. And you wanna call him a white boy, go ahead. But he I'm a hey, but the science that he got is to me far above and greater than ninety percent of the people who are here talking about they teaching comedic sciences. They can't hold a candle to this cat. They can't hold a candle to him. We get caught so much up into the race factor, man, that we missing lessons. I can only have a black teacher. Hey, if you can only have a black teacher, your ass gonna miss out. Because everybody can't get to Raon the Fur Men, because he might go over your head. Everybody can't get to Senyata Saraswati, because he'll walk away from you. If you come in there calling, you know what I'm saying, everything's got to be black or African before I pay attention. He'll, shut, he'll just go ahead and just shut up, and you won't get nothing. You won't get nothing, trust me. You know what I'm saying, because it's, because it's bigger than that. And you got to show your humility. And a lot of time when you got these hang-ups about race, you don't have genuine love in your heart. Cause nobody, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That only works when you got love in your heart. And that's what this conversation is about: developing pure love in your heart, not sitting there trying to have some type of hidden agenda. That's that's try and 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 try and yes. There's some of these fake-ass Negroes out here who taking some of these lessons and they try to Africanize it so hard so they can monetize it. I don't really want to, you know, I, I, I am really, some people know exactly who I'm talking about. K-N is the initials, but he don't get no pub over here. You see what I'm saying? Because of that cult that he's trying to start, but he want to call it black power. You understand? Don't fall for that, man. Don't fall for that. Let's have love power. Let's have love power because you don't know what denomination that you were in in your previous lifetimes. If you don't been here hundreds or thousands of lifetimes, don't think that your lineage has always been, you know what I'm saying, in this particular um, uniform that you have on right now. 
you might have on this uniform would in in my research you have on this uniform right now because you got to pay some of the debt that this that that this uniform owes. So don't just think that we're the only people on the planet that some, somebody done done something wrong to us. Don't make me get Arlene Bay into the slave trade that um, that melanated people did to people uh, who were melanin recessive. We didn't have no Ku Klux Klan, but we wasn't always nice guys either. You know what I'm saying, Arlene? Well, yeah, that's the truth of the matter. I mean, we had white slaves, and actually the first slaves were white, and hence the word from what? Yugoslavic or Slav or slave. And, you know, they were white. So, um, and we had them as Moors. And um, you can find this research back in the 1400s, you know, um, during the time of um, um, as we was ruling Spain, you know, and parts of Portugal. You know, so, I mean, it's things in which that we definitely have to do research on. The information is in um, Ancient and Modern Britons um, by David Magritte. Exactly. Don't get caught up on Roots, Alex Haley, being your full story. That to, to, to me, that's the biggest disservice you can do to think that all of us came over here on the slave ship. Mathematically, it's impossible. We ain't going to get into that. Aleem already wrote a big, thick-ass book about it. What's the name? Uh, the First World Order, Aleem? Yeah, the First World Order. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and start dropping some websites so I can let you get some rest tonight. These people didn't think they're going to be on here all night. We appreciate it. But we got some more in store for y'all for Part 2 next Thursday as we get closer to the date when we come down to Atlanta and blow the roof off that mother sucker. <laughs> Arlene, give them your website where people can get in contact with you. I see y'all added some new products over there. Y'all got the alkaline water ionizer just like myself. Go ahead and drop a couple of links and let people know how they can get in contact with you and how they can, um, if they need some services, some consultations, if they need some tinctures made up, some candles or uh, whatever, um, or uh, they'd be interested in, uh, you know, practicing uh, conscious commerce with you. All right, www.culturals, that's C-U-L-T-U-R-A-L-freedom.com. That's www.cultural-freedom.com, as well as also www.moreheritage, that's M-O-O-R-H-E-R-I-T-A-G-E.com. www.moreheritage.com. That's our new um um, web page as well as also YouTube More Heritage. You can put that in, and actually you can see our TV shows that we broadcasting um, on NBC. Um, you know, um, on major TV. You know, um, syndicate um, in St. Louis in Missouri. You know, so we actually have TV shows that's broadcasting during six thirty to seven um, o'clock um, every Saturday um, a.m. You know, so. You know, we on primetime TV, you know, um, doing our thing, you know, getting the information out. So we're not just doing the Internet. we on actual TV. we on the radios. Um, so for those who want to check out our radio show, it's Blog Talk Radio every um, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. And we go in just like we're doing here. And, um, you know, uh, we done had Coach Kaye on there several times. And, you know, as well as also we have our healing classes online that we do. For those who are interested, you can go to Healing Wings online. That's H-E-A-L-I-N-G, Wings, W-I-N-G-S, online at yahoo.com. And 
Um, send us your email and your interest in the healing classes. We'll be teaching online. Is basically um, information which that I've learned from several teachers, such as um, Imam Misa, who is Dr. York, um, as well as um, Prince Ramsey, Zabel Bay, um, Sanyata Saraswati, um, Coach Kair, many others, you know, who have come across our path with um, divine messages and information in which that we can use on a practical um, level, on a daily level, you know, and can apply it to our lives daily. Um, so Reiki, Qigong, Tai Chi, Pranic Healing, Pranayama, um, Acupressure, uh, Reflexology, um, Numerology, Astrology, Astrotheology, Metaphysics, Esoteric Teachings, everything you can put your hands on, Herbology, Herbalism, whatever the case is, we're teaching it and we get the word out there to the people. That's what's up. Hey, have you met um, Have you met Brother Nezrael in St. Louis yet? Um, no, I know of him. I never met him. Oh, oh, we got to make that connect. That rascal there, he's a he's a, he's a powerhouse. I'm, I'm I might be getting ready to wake him up out of his sleep because he works in the he works in the he, he works in the school system in St. Louis. And you know I don't co-sign many people. You know what I'm saying? Because just because you got a feds on, don't mean you my immediate family. You feel right. me? Because if you ain't living the five highest principles known to man, you is a dirty more. Period. Right. And Coach Kaye will call you on your shit. Don't give a damn. Not nair and drop. <laughs> none, none at all. So I definitely got to turn you on to that, brother, because, I mean, just um, the virtues, the five highest principles known to man, that brother's really, you know what I'm saying, doing it, so I want to get you in contact. I'm over here looking at um, this More Heritage site. I'm feeling you. UPN Channel 46, Channel 7 on Saturdays? I like that. I like that. That's Hey, okay, I see I'm going to have to go ahead and catch a ride back to St. Louis on one of these next trips. because that's, And that's what we were talking about the other day, uh, me and you, offline was seeing if we can put a ritual together in St. Louis um, at the Cahokia Mounds and at the um, and at the Arch, that might be a weekend affair. May do one on may do one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know that'll be that'll be crazy hot right there. I don't know because we got to be. I think if we if we do the, if, if we do the sun gazing at the Arch first early morning and catch those X-Factor rays at the first hour of sunrise, and then we go across the across the Mississippi and finish up the rest of the day and do the second half of the ritual at the Cahokia Mounds, I think that will be real powerful right there. We could probably do it all in one day. Sounds good to me. Because we're going to want to be facing, we're going to want to be facing east and have that water in front of us versus if we are on the Cahokia Mounds and we face the east, then the river will be behind us. You see what I'm saying? So I think, yeah, I think we're going to put that chat together right there. Um, all right. Let me see if we got anybody else who wants to put a comment or a question before me and Arlene turn it in for the night. If anybody's on the line, we definitely appreciate everybody who came on. I might, if you don't press one now, I might just do a surprise check-in just so you can give a shout-out because I appreciate everybody who came in the building, especially Detroit in the house. I really see y'all up in there, Las Vegas, uh, D.C., Greensboro, North Carolina. 
773-757s. Uh, I see some 919 still hanging on. Uh, definitely just want to give all of y'all a shout-out. Anybody got a last comment, press 1 because I might go through here and just pick out a couple of y'all just to give us a, just a quick summation for how y'all enjoyed the show tonight. Um, we will be on live and direct next Thursday at 9 o'clock as well. So make sure you tune in to Zoom in for part two for this conversation with Dr. Aline Bay, The Science of Sex and the Art of Healing. That'll be next week. Let me run through and give me a couple of comments real quick. Caller from the 215-776, my ninja goddess. Your mic is open. How you doing tonight? Peace. What's up? How you Just doing, Just relaxing and maxing. How you feeling? I'm great. I'm actually wonderful. Can we get a quick comment and some feedback on uh, your and your views of the show tonight? Yes, 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 you can actually. Um, I have no, uh, uh, no, um, Ali Bay from some other, you know, of course the circles we run in, of course. And it was a pleasure to actually hear him speak because sometimes I see, you know, videos and things like that. So, um, very great information. Um, some new things I've learned and I can research some new book titles. Um, so of course I, I love I love what you do, Kyrie. You know, like one of your biggest supporters. I love you. You're great. You're <laughs> awesome. You're, you're spectacular. <laughs> I just I, yeah, I keep yeah. thinking I keep thinking I need to do I need to put something together here in Philly because I think there was a, a lack of it here. I know you go a lot of other places, but I think Philly could benefit from that. And so I'm sitting here like, well, they need to have one in Philly. And I was like, hmm, I probably need to put that together. So I'll be talking to you offline about that. Oh, have venue, will travel. I, and, and me and Arlene will follow up in that rascal with bells on, any any subject you want. But, you know, we got to have some movement. That's why I like your attitude, you know, saying being a fellow martial artist, we got to have some movement. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and talk to nobody for two or three hours. We're going to have to do some movement and right. get some heat. And, and get some heat rose around here. That's where I really want to go. If you want yes. Coach Kyrie to come somewhere, you got to give me some time to do some movement. I'm not just going to sit there and talk to you to death. And I know Aileen ain't either. Right. And and I did. I love the uh, breakdown of the different types of breathing. Um, so I think a lot of people don't realize that breathing just in general uh, is is. Yeah, I go work out in the gym, and you know how they had a the little treadmill when you're walking, and they want your heart rate to get to a certain point. And people laugh because mine never gets there. They're like, well, you running? You do? I say, I'm breathing. So my heart is controlled, and they don't understand that. They're like, huh? It's like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Breathing and being a student of Nuwapu, you know, I understand the science of breath. Been there, done that, you know. And so it's just great. I just love to see the brothers that are, you know, Following in the past, it's not a lot. where I'm at. It's not a whole lot, but I just seem to run into them. So it's it's definitely very refreshing, very humbling, and I'm just honored. Well, we're glad we're glad to do it for you. You know what I'm saying? You out there raising your seeds, setting a good example. So we're gonna keep on bringing the hits. You know what I'm saying? So and for you, you know, we're gonna go ahead and put a standing ovation for you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to just put you on mute, and we're going to take a little more roll call real quick before we get up out of here, all right? Hey, peace. Peace. Peace.
Tadow. Got me another surprise guest. Eight five zero three two two. Sunshine is in the building. How you doing tonight? Oh, they may have their phone on mute, but I know they're checking in. I see you. This is only because I know some of the some of the folks because we uh, know each other. And I'm just pulling out numbers. Call it from the four zero four nine six six. Mama P, how you feeling tonight? I see y'all just sitting over here muted, trying to catch me. How about is Detroit in the building tonight? Three one three four one five. I'm on. <laughs> we know you on. How you doing tonight, love? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying the show. Uh, any comments or feedback you'd like to leave for Dr. Arlene Bay? Uh, no. I'm just taking notes and getting ready for next week. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. We're looking forward to to everything coming down the pipe here in all of our developments. Yes. Looking forward to being in Detroit soon, too. Come on. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Alain, you ever been to Detroit? Oh, yeah, I've been to Detroit. You ready to go back? Hey, um, the right people come calling, yeah, no problem. That's what's up, that's what's up. Uh, Caller from the 336-987. I got our uh, legal team on the line, my paralegal. How you doing oh, tonight? I'm good. How are you? All is well. Good. Uh, would you like to uh, yeah, uh, you have any comments for uh, uh, Dr. Arlene Bay? No, I don't. I was I was driving, so you know the highway. I hit the dead zone, so I missed some portion. So I'm just gonna listen to it on the on the stream on the website, so I can get everything. Um, if you could list the titles of the books, so I can do my research, I really appreciate that though. Because he was just dropping books, just right. Just, well, um, just, oh my God! <laughs> our master, grandmaster, Sanyana says Swati's book is number one. It's the most essential. Um, it's Jewel in the Lotus, J E W E L in the Lotus, L O T U S. Um, okay. All right, that's one. Of course, um, said our sexology by Stephen Chang, which is spelled S T E P H E N. Chang, C-H-A-N-G, and that's called Tao Sexology, T-A-O Sexology, S-E-X-O-G-Y. And um, another one is called Reflex, um, Sexual Reflexology by Mantak Chia. That's M-A-N-T-A-K Chia, C-H-I-A, Mantak Chia. Reflexology, Sexual Reflexology, that's the name of it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I got it all. And if I don't, I'll just call Kair, so we're fine. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, right, also the, um, my book that um, was mentioned also was the First World Order, in which that um, got a little bit of information up in it, especially um, coming from um, um, the areas that we were talking about as native, original Native Radio speaks on, you know, as well as also into the metaphysics and sexual information, too. So First World Order is also another one, and that's by me. And then you also, um, you're writing one right now. Drop that title again, and when is that going to be ready? 
um, that would be ready um, probably by next month, um, and that is called Holy Orgasm, um, The Science of Sex, The Art of Healing, and The Secrets of Regeneration. Mm, yeah, I'm going to need to get about five copies down here in Fayetteville. we got to get that popped off. Oh, yeah. Let me get a couple more before we get up out of here. Caller from the 202-210, one of our young stunners in here, the Gemini. Your mic is live. Hello? Yes, hi. Hey, how you doing? All is well on this end. How you doing tonight? Oh, wow, wow. Um, well, I was wondering about... Um, Orgasm for manifestation. Right. Well, with the women, there's nine levels of manifestation in which that takes place um, in the orgasm. And that would be the science in which that would have to be mastered first is those nine levels. And, of course, this is um, taken from from, um, Chang. Um, or Stephen Chang, in which that's the book that we just finished talking about, particularly it was called Tao Sexology. Now, um, in his writing, he speaks about the nine various levels, all right, and um, I'm going to go over them basically right quick. Um, There's ten levels for the male, which is called the healing um, effects of the hold-back technique, in which that deals with um, at one, if he holds back, he'll get up to like about 90-some-odd percent to the point of orgasm, and he'll pull up his anal muscles and perineum, and stop himself from orgasming or coming. And that at one, he would, that one whole bag actually would strengthen and energize the body. That's what it caused the benefit. At two, if he do it, it strengthens the eyes and the ears. At three, it strengthens the immune system and increases the body's resistance to um, disease. And it also retards the aging process. At four, it strengthens and energizes the internal orgasm. At five, it improves the circulatory system and prevents strokes, heart attacks, and varicose veins. At six, it energizes the bones and prevents arthritis and rheumatism. At seven, it energizes and tones the muscular system. At eight, it develops a strong aura, all right, um, eliminating all types of negative debris that has been built within the auric field as well as also detached. Um, negative thought forms from the auric field and seal up holes and leaks. At nine, um, the whole back heals all kinds of sickness. And at ten, the man becomes completely psychic and very spiritual, you know, since the pineal gland is fully energized at that point. All right, so um, in the woman, there's nine levels, and the woman's orgasm is completely different from the man, and the different um, orgasms are the direct or indirect um, cause of, of um you know, of um, a lot of things in which that takes place in society right now, um, such as, um, you know, the environment is for one. And like we were saying earlier, the relaxation is actually the key to the woman's um, orgasm. But um, when we're talking about the woman, we have to go through the various stages. And for her, uh, we have those nine stages you know, normally the woman can actually orgasm or um, come vaginally at four, at stage four, you know, which, you know, most men think that he is finished. A lot of men think they are finished at that point, but actually they're not finished. You know, she has far more levels, 
in which that she can go to, you know, and when that, you know, is overstood, then, you know, the man can actually do those hold back techniques and he can actually get her to those levels, you know, like, for example, um, similar to the same way in which that within the man, you know, when, you know, he goes through the nine levels, um, when she goes through the nine levels and he helps her get to the nine levels, at one, the lungs are energized, and you can tell by the woman, she sighs and she breathes heavily and salivates. Um, mm-hmm. At two, um, the heart is energized, and the woman, you know, while kissing, she will extend her tongue out to him because the tongue is, corresponds to the heart, um, according to the Yellow Emperor, um, classic of the internal Yellow Emperor's um, um, books or texts, according to um, Xu Wen. Um, at three, the spleen and the pancreas and stomach is energized. And as her muscles become activated, the woman starts to grasp and hold the man tightly. At four, the kidneys and the bladder, um, the woman experiences a series of vaginal spasms at this point, and secretions begin to flow. Um, at five, her bones are energized, and the woman's joints loosen, and she begins to bite the man. Um, six, the liver and the nerves, the woman... Um, um, gyrates like a snake and tries to wrap her arms around um, her arms and legs around the man. At seven, the blood is energized and the woman's blood is boiling and she's fanatic at that particular point um, and so sensitive to touch that you know it's like she's just you know spasming you know over her whole body you know because um, she's getting ready for this full orgasm. At eight. Um, the muscles, you know, are energized, and our muscles becomes totally relaxed, you know. Um, at nine, the, embi- the entire body is energized, and now she's ready for that full orgasm, as we were speaking about earlier, and she collapses into, like, a little death, you know, and she can, she basically completely surrenders herself to the man, you know, um, and that's at that point of that full-body orgasm, which that Coach Kaye was talking about, on which that... Um, her body is is releasing, you know, um, the fluids um, at a rapid rate, and she's experiencing a multi-orgasmic um, operation or experience in which that is taking place. So those are the nine levels of of the female orgasm, and the man has to master it through those holdback techniques in which that we were talking about. And Stephen Chang speaks about um, the eighty-one. A particular technique in which that deals with the um, shallow thrust and the deep thrust. Oh man, you're giving it up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Save something for this whole. Oh, oh, that's on part two. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, pause. Pause. Nine shallow and one deep will be discussed in part two. Uh uh-uh. uh. We're gonna we're gonna have to hold that one. Now, I, I ain't mean to cut your wisdom, but they gotta come back for part two before they start getting that right there. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hold it. Hold it. Mm mm. I'm going to come back next week for that one right there. I'll leave you ready to go in. Now, he can go on and on and on, but uh-uh. Because the the show's getting ready to end in about two minutes, so I'm going to have to leave that one for the cliffhanger for y'all. So, and another thing, I want to add something quick. Keep what you want to manifest in the forefront of the brain as you go through these nine levels. Most women only get up to four. If you're really orgasmic, you know, um, even to the point of squirting, that may take you up to six or seven. But just maintain that, maintain that manifestation, that desire in the forefront of the brain. And we're going to talk about that a lot next week, all right? No doubt. Thank you, Sanyu. 
<laughs> Thank you. All right, peace. Well, big brother, we done I we done came out here and rocked the mic. Had a good first half show. I definitely appreciate you coming through as always, you know what I'm saying, laying it down effortlessly and easily. Want to give a big, big, big crazy love shout out to your queen, Kadira. I got a standing ovation over here. That's my astrological partner. Not in crime, but in righteousness. You can't have a partner in crime without having a partner in righteousness. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. She she over here listening and smiling. She heard you. That's what's up. That's my that, that's my love gangster over there. She know how it is. Any hey, y'all need to get some candles done. Call Kadira. Woo! Y'all wanna know about y'all numerology and astrology? Where the planets are at? Mercury's coming up in retrograde shortly. You better check it out. So check check somebody who's official. Kaya does readings too, but I know people who way hotter than me. So. And and Kadira is one of them. She a monster. I done learned. I done, I, I, I done sat at her feet many a day getting it in. So look, we're gonna catch y'all next week. Tune in to Zoom in Original Native Radio CulturalFreedom dot com. We love you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>